are elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. You're listening to the tones of Mafu. Joined as always by the pit pony of wrestling. The man who's making sure the minds of wrestling are still functioning as they're supposed to, Mr. Ross Twiddell. And he is accompanied by the little canary in the cage, letting us know that wrestling's still alive. When he stops tweeting, we'll start greeting. That's right, it's Jack the Jobber. <laughs> How the hell are you doing, Ross? I'm all right, Matthew. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You can tell I put a lot of work in that intro. I mean, you've made a precedent for yourself now, and it's got to stick. You've got you've, the pressure's going to mount week on week on week, and it's how you come up with new things each week. It's going to be the big test from here on out. It's good. I need something to keep the the brain active because the rest of the time it's just watch TV, think, gif, and that's it. Speaking of which, Jack, how are you doing this week? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Um, what can I say? It's the Rumble. Exciting times are ahead. Uh, and then we'll be hurtling along the road to WrestleMania. So, I mean, it's happy days. Never mind that we're all locked down. Never mind that we can't see our friends and our family. Because there's, you know, there's 30, 30 people about to chuck each other over the top row. So I couldn't be happier, Matthew. <laughs> yeah. And the good news is that they are managing to have 30 or so people in these matches. There's a lot of people worried that, like, hmm, well, what if one of those people has COVID? And it's like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's all fake. <laughs> There's a soundbite for somebody to clip. <laughs> exactly. Good. <laughs> Sorry, we'll give you much, much more fodder for the clipping as we go along. Let's start off with the big news that everyone is talking about that's going to change how wrestling is perceived in North America. Genre-defining thing for WWE. And that is the news, of course, that Devon Dudley is gay. Right. Okay, don't worry, there's an explanation coming. All right, so I enjoyed this. We're doing a little Earthbound stream and everyone came in and said, have you heard the news, Matthew? I went, what news? The Devon Dudley news. I went, what Devon Dudley news? Oh, God, he's not dead, is he? He went, no, 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 no. He's, he's come out. I went, get out. Get away, mate. He's got kids. I'm like, all right, let's have a look. Devon Dudley got annoyed with uh, Fightful. So he got annoyed with Sean Ross Sapp and his little minions uh, taking things he'd said in interviews and used them as headlines. Stuff about him being possibly injured and him possibly wanting that possibly have sex with Stephanie McMahon. So Devon went, I've had enough of this these shenanigans. So he did in his little uh, table talk, I believe, podcast. 
it went, well, I also came out the closet in the same interview, but no one gave any uh, quotes of that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be on RuPaul's Drag Race, but no one said anything about that. The thing about saying things like that on podcast and in print means that normal news sites got a hold of it. And according to Yahoo News and Pink News, two unreliable news sources, uh, Devon Dudley for a few hours was officially gay. So well done, D- well done, Devon Dudley for uh, coming out the closet despite the libs or whatever plan that was. So he's was worked himself the- into a shoot there, hasn't he? <laughs> yes, because they spent the next few hours on Twitter going, "I'm not, I'm not. This has just not worked. I'm sorry." <laughs> Egg on face, fantastic. Yeah, I had the idea of all the other news source places coming together and just go, just not report any of the tweets are saying that he's not. <laughs> so like, we control what you are but no of course I'm being stupid I just like seeing wrestlers fall flat on their face sometimes it happens every day for some of them no the big news is of course NBC's Peacock streaming service is now adding WWE Network to their thing how this is going to work properly uh, is something that we don't care about because it's only an American thing but the main thing is to take away from this WWE has once again landed an enormous financial deal for what is going to amount to a billion dollars over several years. It's going quite well for them. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic. Keep on falling upwards, Vince. What do you think of this, Jack? Um, again, it's not really affecting us, so I've not been too uh, read up on it, I suppose. What, from what I can tell, Peacock is like, like four on demand or something like that. It's like a BBC iPlayer. It's like a, a network's on-demand service so does that mean that suddenly all the american network subscribers are gonna are gonna log on one day and they'll be like all the episodes of friends or whatever like is that it's what the office in it it's the office uh, they share a network with now right right oh fair enough I, I don't really know um seems seems a bit strange because for, for years wwe wanted the network to be their own thing and now suddenly it's not again but i suppose vince cares about making money so he's made some money yeah, yeah. I read that they hired a new guy to replace Michelle and that other fella in those positions, those jobs that Michelle and the other fella have. And this new fella, I've forgotten his name. Was it somebody Khan? It might have been somebody Khan, yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe. whoever this new guy is, he's just taken whatever direction Michelle and the other guy wanted to take the network in and just flipped it 180 and took it the other way and sold it for a massive amount of money. Therefore, probably keeping himself a job for life now with Vince McMahon for earning him that much money in such a short space of time. More power to them. Hopefully they invest the money on, you know, just keeping the wrestlers employed and stuff during a global pandemic and stuff instead of recording these profits and then releasing a few of them saying, we've got to cut back a bit here. Things are a bit tight, damn it. Um, So yeah, I don't know. Good for them. Good for them. Oh, good for WWE. Another $1 billion to be assured about and another great financial stake in the company. Uh, they also announced that they're not going to be supplying COVID vaccines to the, the roster. They'll have to get that themselves. Did they? Yeah. This oh, is an, my yeah. word. I'm sorry to bring it up again another video, but Meltzer on that straight to hell I did with him. He said that the people in the office get health insurance in Stanford, Connecticut, right. for WWE. So do they get their COVID vaccines via, uh, through the company and do the wrestlers who are breaking their bodies not? I hope not. I hope that's not the case, but it sounds like it might be. God, you've got to be annoyed, haven't you, if you're a wrestler? I might as well get the COVID news uh, put together. Arn Anderson announced that he had COVID, despite getting tested numerous times and passing it every time, which is terrifying to think about. Like, well, let me do three tests. They all said negative. Oh, okay. And he still had it. 
And apparently it was quite grim. Uh, he couldn't eat or drink and he was having hallucinations. And that's when people knew something was up. But he looked up and saw like uh, things that come, stalagmites or stalactites from the ceilings. Yeah. So, so it's a bit, of, a bit of a horrible thing to worry about if you go to the I think a bit, feel bad. Let me take this test three times. Well, maybe you took it, maybe it was later on. I don't know. I'm hoping it was anyway. Presumably he's all right because he was on AW Dynamite about a yard away from Cody. So. Yeah. Mm. He seems all right now, which is good because, you know, I like Arn. Don't want him to be, don't want him to be ill. No. Triple H. Don't, don't, don't want anyone to be ill. Sorry, I'm just sound like I'm. Yeah, go on, Jack. Name the wrestlers who you would like to be ill. Who would no, you I, like to oh. catch COVID? No, I just, I just particularly like Arn, you know. <laughs> Jack's wrestlers of the week in brackets that he wants to get COVID. <laughs> Triple H's YouTube channel has returned, but only if you have a Mexican IP address. Is it the same situation as Triple H's Facebook, which all seems to have to do with the ongoing Triple uh, A FMV lawsuit? FMV claims to have exclusive rights to anything Triple A outside of Mexico, but FMV believes they're owed any money generated by Triple A. So Triple A has responded by refusing to generate any money outside of Mexico. Are you saying Mexico uh-huh. ironically there? Or are you... No, we have, we've been through this. That's how you're supposed to say Mexico. Ah, Mexico. Yeah. Fair enough. Arriba la raza. Hola, le. <laughs> Let me speak on this. You know. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. The AAA news that only I care about. Just the cutting the financial support despite the face. And what else do we news? Pentagon Jr. Probably out of wrestling. He doesn't talk about his injuries much, apparently. So when we saw him get beat up on AW Dynamite, I wasn't paying attention to this, but then I went online and everyone was laughing at it. Uh, the guy that Gallows Anderson beat up was not him. Right. That's why you saw him right. for like three seconds and it was a guy with a mask. They have the glove on and stuff like that. So uh, so that's why they're doing the match at Beach Break. We'll get that later on. And in weird news to end, shout out to Tom Callan 16 and any others who are writing essays for their media studies courses and are covering podcasts. And I decided to do it about Cultaholics podcast. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. What? Isn't that amazing? <laughs> that for media studies now in 2021, po- podcasts are now a proper enough thing for the people to study because realize the impact they can have. What on earth could you possibly deduce from this podcast? We have, a, <laughs> we have a clear target market. We have a, a clear demographic to appeal to. And we do anything but on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Here's how not to podcast the Cultaholic Wrestling <laughs> Podcast. Yeah, so best of luck explaining the concept of diddlers to uh, some teacher. And I think that's a good strategy because if you don't know, sorry, if your lecturer is unfamiliar with the podcast, then you can write what you like. They go, actually, actually, Jack never said that. Jack only implied that that wrestler was a good wrestler. They never said that. No, C minus, see me after the class. That's a thing with a teacher, isn't it? Presumably there's going to be 30 odd people in this class. Is the mm. teacher or the lecturer going to then have to check out all of the podcasts mentioned in all of the essays? You're right. I don't know because I thought this when, when I was doing my dissertation because it was English literature and I thought, are they, surely they're not going to have read every text that everybody's written on for their dissertation. So I don't really, I don't really understand how it works. If anyone out there is or is related to somebody who has marked you know, theses and dissertations and stuff like that, or essays, please let us know. I'm genuinely curious about that. Do you have to read all of the, Do you have to be familiar with all the material that's talked about? Yeah. Do what Jack yeah. says. <laughs> I thought Matthew was trying to think of a pun. 
Nah, I got nothing. Oh, <laughs> and then a bunch of old wrestlers said all wrestler things because they're from a different generation. And that was the news this week. Is that the Undertaker stuff? Just Undertaker, <laughs> Goldberg, the days. Ah, you pesky kids. In my day, we had to run three miles just to be allowed in the locker room. Blah, blah, blah. In my blah, day, blah, we had blah. guns and knives. <laughs> in my day, if we had a problem, we'd kill them in Puerto Rico. Oh, I miss oh. those days. <laughs> just saying. Now you're playing your video games and that. Playing Correct. your video games and your Nintendo 64s. Being nice to each other, pathetic. I'm just, I'm just going to put it out there, right? A locker room without the steroids and the drugs, and a video controller here or there, might just be a bit better. Might just be a bit of a safer place, a nicer place to be. Maybe. Maybe. Oh wait, you guys would know. I was about to say, well, you would know, but you guys were in the locker room for WCPW. I Prince Amin was shooting up like crack cocaine every time oh, he got, no. wasn't he? Oh, <laughs> joke, joke, joke. It was it was remarked upon by some of the wrestlers at the time that our locker room was very nice, apparently. So that's good. So we didn't we weren't we didn't see any drama or anything. The 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 most juicy thing that ever happened was the sort of things like like for example Cody pretending that he was legitimately annoyed at Prince Amin for tweeting about Brandy. And then blanking him all day, and then at the end of the day saying, "I'm only joking, mate." <laughs> it was really funny. Yeah, there was uh, there was no no knives or guns or anything, but there were a few other weapons. What? A few other weapons. A few other weapons, but a different kind of. Oh, I see. The word weapon. Oh, I see. I've tried to make it funny there, and no one's reacted. I feel like Mafu. I should... <laughs> <laughs> Saved I should... it. Well done. I should point what out. What did make fun of Mafu? <laughs> I should point out the. Cody and Amin's pretend little rivalry did lead to Amin versus Brandy, one of the most pivotal matches in in WCPW history. One of the finest, it, the finest backstage interactions I ever saw. At the corner of my eye was because during that match, Prince Amin does a spot where he grabs Brandy on the chesticle, and that was suggested by Cody, which I just thought was very magnanimous of the man. Cody's an actor. Actors get off with each other on screen all the time, don't they? So you've got to be all right with that sort of thing, presumably. <laughs> Obviously, Brandy was fine with it too. It wasn't oh, like, you're, well, good. Yeah. you're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that might have to get cut out. <laughs> no, no, we, no. She was totally, totally all right with it as well. Yeah. Jesus. And that was the news. <laughs> oh, dear God. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. Ah, and now it's time for the Hall of Fame. In condescending order from last week, Le Brock, as the Frenchies call him, The Brock, one night, uh, 8%. I'm really disappointed in that. I've seen... I've se- Yeah, 8%. Weed I've, percent. Seen, I've seen quite a... Quite a lot of interaction about that Hall of Fame. People were tweeting me saying they'd listen to the song, check out these other ones of a similar genre, Jack. It seemed like there was a lot of engagement with that Hall of Fame pick, and then it comes back in at 8%. That's really, really disappointing. I'm really let down, actually. Little Tom's writing that down for his essay. Well, this shows that <laughs> <laughs> Jack's crowd is not getting smaller. It's getting more selective. Yeah. Oh, it's close, though, for second and first. Uh, Ross's FIFA 21 Twitch streams every Friday at 6 p.m. GMT and Sunday's 2 XOXO, it says here. <laughs> 44%. 
Anna Pachiti's train leader, 48%. Oh. Right, well, those numbers don't add up. Those numbers don't add up at all. Shenanigans are afoot. I can send you a screenshot of the Patreon if you want. They're always Four, just copied and pasted 44 straight from there. plus... Oh, no, wait, I think they do. I think they do. Go on, Jack, go on. No, it is It is often the Feed thing. Feed the hamster in the wheel. It is often the thing on the pot where it, you copy and paste it from Patreon. The numbers just don't add up. It's it's a, it's a common thing. But, uh, yeah, they're always just copied and pasted straight from there because the Hall of Fame doesn't really matter that much to me. Well, it does to me. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm living. I'm absolutely living. What a thing to say on the podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm distraught, actually. If there was prizes, I'm a prize fighter. There's no prizes. The, the, the board, the big flashy board that comes up. We don't get to keep it. We don't even get a downloadable PDF of it. <laughs> we, get, we get nothing. This needs to change. A trophy or something needs to be awarded at the end of the year. Oh. Yeah, I can see that. Who, whoever gets the most Hall of Fame picks. Should get a prize. A luxury spa day. Oh, what a punishment video that'll be. <laughs> right now, I'm I'm well ahead of everybody. So I'm like, oh, no, my one punishment video. Oh, no. Cucumbers on the eyes. Uh. <laughs> anyway, Alan Pachiti's train leader, 48%. I'm happy to have won, even if not everyone else is. And I'm very happy this week because the last few weeks has been, well, nothing's happened. Uh, let's look at cultaholic law. Oh, it's Pachiti and his weirdness. This week, thankfully, something came along something prestigious, something magnificent. And that is the negative one on commentary for AEW Dark. That's right. Brody Jr. or minus one, as I kept them calling him, because that's what I say when I see that symbol. Well, we're number. Right, right, right. And yeah, he, he's he been joined, He's been doing a lot of stuff on AEW Dark. Some of it's just like nice, and he's hitting somebody with a Singapore cane. It's like, oh, all right. They just let him go wild. They gave that lad a little can of Coke before the, the, the thing and just go, go crazy, lad, go crazy. And he was supporting his, his big lad in the Dark Order doing big lad stuff in the ring. And he just kept telling Excalibur to shut up. Which <laughs> yeah. is funny. He's like, all right, yeah, go be quiet, Excalibur. Put then Taz just cracking up right next to him and the camera's like just showing all of it on AW Dark. Great production, by the way. And then later on when number 10 is battering the other dude, I don't know where the little band just goes, oh, this is what hell looks like. And again, cracking up, Taz and Excalibur. He ended up watching WWE for so long and seeing these robots, these automatons. Basically, like, tonight, the Royal Rumble is happening at the Thunderdome. That they stop being real people. I think the biggest criticism of Michael Cole for so many years is that I don't think you're real. You're just a dot .exe at this point. And then switching over to AW Dark and seeing real commentators wreck normally inhumanly to a, to a kid rinsing them. Oh, magnificent. Loved it. So minus one, negative one, however you want to say it. His commentary for the Hall of Fame. It's a good pick. That's solid, solid pick. What obscure song do you have for us this week, Jack? No, 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 no. Uh, I'm worried that Ross is going to pick this one as well, so I'm sorry if you... No, you don't have the same as mine this week. I've got a, a, I've got a, a backbone to retrieve with okay. my pick for the Hall of Fame this week. It's all right, Jack. He doesn't care about winning. My pick... <laughs> my pick is Pac's use of Billy Big Bollocks on AW Dynamite this week. Because we it's a term we've heard a lot in the Northeast. It's a term we use on this podcast sometimes. And it's one of those things that we talk about that I think a lot of our viewers might, especially ones from overseas, might be like, 
what on earth is that? I've seen a lot of people, because Ross uses the word a lot on his videos, and I've seen a lot of uh, Americans and, and people from different countries assume that we're saying bullocks, as in oh. the plural of bullock, as in a, a bull. We're not. We're saying bollocks, which is a slang term for testicles. Now, Pac using this on Dynamite has exposed this term, Billy, Billy Big Bollocks especially, has exposed this term to just a whole new audience. And I wonder what they're going to... I wonder what they're going to think of it. Aubrey Edwards, the referee, tweeted it. Billy Big Bollocks. What does she think that means? Has it been explained to her? So I can't wait from Pac's growing influence for different Northeastern slang terms to start just cropping up. I tweeted, for example, that I want Sting to call uh, Taz a pure dafty and just stuff like that. I think it'll be really good going forward. So for what it's done for the scene, for the region, I'm going to nominate Pac's use of Billy Big Bollocks and the way he said it as well. Billy Big Bollocks. That's really good. I mean, you're right, Jack, because you've got to do the swagger as well. The idea is your your bollocks, not bollocks, your bollocks are so big that yeah. you have to swagger around because of the girth. So, Like Randy on South Park when he's got them in a wheelbarrow. Ex- yes. Yes, exactly <laughs> like that. Walking around like that. So you have to go. You can't just say you're walking around. Like Billy, but you have to do them. Walk around like Billy Big Bollocks. Like Billy oh, Big Bollocks. Magnificent. <laughs> and I hope people aren't going to hear this and think, wow, is that one of like his old tag guys? He's going to come in. <laughs> Team of Dragon Gate, packing Billy Big Bollocks. So, yeah, no, I love that. And I also loved the Combi TV. <laughs> Magnificent. Straight out of uh, the, high, the High Street on Shield Road. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's a good pick, Jack. I'll Thank pick you. that one. But wait, no, I better not pick yet. Ross, what have you got for us? I don't think mine's going to win this week, but I need to do it for the sake of my own integrity. Because on our Royal Rumble Watch Along stream, this oh, it was on Sunday it was, I got a, a surprise McDonald's off my girlfriend. It was a lovely surprise. She got me a chicken select meal it just, just to see me through the rest of the night. I was very appreciated, appreciative of that. Um, and obviously the chat comments were going, Kayla for the Hall of Fame, Kayla for the Hall of Fame. She's done a nice thing, get her in the Hall of Fame. And I stupidly sat there and went, no, I'm not going to nominate her for the Hall of Fame. Nobody wants to see any of us be soppy about our partners on the podcast. Don't be stupid. I'm trying to be self-aware here. And I saw upwards of maybe two or three comments saying, where's the effect of Ross? You're pathetic. Ross, how could you, how could you put your love below the common consensus of the the viewers and not getting a bit of stick in the comments. So I've seen those couple of comments. So I'm going to nominate Kayla. That's what I'm going to put on the the Patreon thing. Kayla, my good lady, as Tom Campbell would say, for the Hall of Fame. I love her very much. She's the best thing ever happened to us. And most importantly of all, she got me a chicken select meal on Sunday. So out of sheer spite, Twitch people... Kayla for the Hall of Fame. This you is can a... vote for these at <laughs> patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. We'll swiftly move on for the rest of the podcast. No, wait, wait, wait. He's trying to, he's trying to move on. This is, a, this is a very, this is left field. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, you're going to win, first of all, but I'm, I'm quite shocked. And I reckon the sheer brazenness of this is actually going to stop the comments from being negative about this. I think they're actually going to be like, oh, fair play. Yeah, yeah, right. Because oh, you've, been, they're, you've they're just been ruthless. These people that watch us—they're ruthless. You've just been so balls out with it. That I think that Bloody maybe big bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> that I think like, nominating your own girlfriend like Billy Big Bollocks. I think that's going to work. It's a risk, but I think it's going to work. 
that's a that's big moves this week. Quite a strategic Hall of Fame yeah. segment, actually. Matthew's gone for the sentimental one, as per Ross going Billy Big Bollocks, and me literally going for Billy Big Bollocks. So there we go. That's right, Jack. I, I like Ross's Devon Dudley approach to things. Wow, put me girlfriend in the Hall of Fame despite the dirt sheets. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You tell him, Ross. <laughs> no, 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 Kayla. I can't put you in. It'll ruin the integrity of the podcast selection for the Hall of Fame. No, I was. I just tried to second guess the viewership, thinking they don't want to see me sat here getting all soppy and that. So, I, I, and, I, and they they told me I was wrong. So, since you told me I was wrong, I'm going to say things in a very brazen manner back at you. Two or three people who called me pathetic and stuff. Ah. Problem is, if I sheepishly come along next week and then nominate my girlfriend for the Hall of Fame. Will know that she's watched the podcast and threatened to come up and gone. Well, why am I not nominated for the whole? Oh, so it's going to no. lead to yeah. I know there's going to be a ripple effect oh, here. Oh God. Yeah, I know. But and then I'll have to nominate one of the dog pictures. <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully, she doesn't watch uh, the, the content. So specifically, not my videos. She said she watches other videos on the channel, but she can't watch mine, which I find odd. I have that. Kayla doesn't watch WTF moments. Right. This is weird, isn't it? But then I always have a go to say, you never watch me, so what, what, what's the crack there? Like, and she goes, I do watch you, Ross. I watch the podcast. I watch the pictures. Oh, the other videos when I'm with somebody else. You probably like more. I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Fight what a strange Sonic. phenomenon. Yeah. What a strange right. thing. That was awesome. Well, what a murderous row of Hall of Fame picks we have this week. Makes a nice change because it's been slim picking some weeks this year. Wow. To go of them. Uh, the negative ones commenter in AW Dark. Billy Big Bollocks. Pax use of Billy Big Bollocks. I think it's just Big Billy. Billy, Billy I've, I've just got written down Pax, Pax Billy Big Bollocks. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. he is the definition of swagging around like Billy Big Bollocks because he just wears that. That attire when he showed up at the AW press conference was just his gear. A really big baller. The flotation device, that's what we got there. And of <laughs> course, Ross's beautiful girlfriend, the provider of chicken selects, Layla. Layla? Layla? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm thinking of the song. Sorry, that, Kayla. That could, that could be an all time oh. podcast moment, that. Oh. If we were in person, that would have been an all timer. Layla, but with a K. Yeah, Layla K, the <laughs> Hall of Fame. Sorry, Ross. And you can Not vote for those Hall of Fame <laughs> picks. One of them, typos and all, by going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. I'll beat you up if you disrespect it like that again, Mafu. I think that's, yeah, that's, I was waiting for that. No, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, no respect. That says, this week in the wrestling, it's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ha! <sighs> This week in wrestling, start with SmackDown, a.k.a. The Good Show. Reigns and Heyman open the show. Roman says Owens isn't going to be here tonight because he says so. Adam Pearce comes out and is torn apart on the mic by Roman. Heyman laughs, haha, which Pearce doesn't like. With Roman's encouragement, Heyman challenges Pearce for the main event of the show. Weird decision. Later, Owens sends in a promo from his car because he wasn't allowed in the building after Roman pulled some strings. He says that's fine and talks about the inspiration he draws from both of his grandfathers. All right, segment. Nice way to segue, which is of course obviously spelled S-E-G-U-E way uh, into <laughs> watching SmackDown. Any thoughts there, Jack? Well, very, very strange decision by Paul Heyman there, thinking he can beat up Adam Pearce. And I really wanted to see this match happen. 
And as we'll get onto in a, in a few minutes, I was very disappointed that it didn't. But yeah, two fantastic moments from that from that opening segment. One was Roman Reigns calling. It was in within the first nine minutes of the show. He was calling Adam Pearce a puss. Never did I think I'd see the day on WWE TV of a, a superstar calling an authoritative figure a puss. And then second of all has to be that Paul Heyman quote. He's like, what are you on about, pal? I'm from New York. I'll whip your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Sami Zayn handcuffs himself to the crowd barrier on the entrance ramp and stays there for most of the show. He frees himself later and attacks Big E and Apollo Crews, ruining their IC title match. I'm assuming you know, by the, the time this video comes out, there'll be an announcement of a three-way or something for the Rumble. You know the, the little things that AJ Styles likes to talk about in pro wrestling that makes it's it so good? Bands. One of those little things is the 8K camera, because the 8K camera fed into Sami Zayn's conspiracy theories because they blurred him out as soon as they got a bit too far away, as if they were silencing him from afar. Fantastic little detail that probably wasn't meant to be done. <laughs> ah. Nice observation, Ross. Thank you. I got an A level. No, I didn't. I got a GCSE in media studies. Oh, lovely. Did you look at podcasts back then? They weren't a thing, I don't think. Back in 2007, I think that GCSE would have been. Whoa. Or eight. 2008. Hang on. Oh, you're, you're older than me. Right, sorry. Yeah, I'm in the year above you at school. Aye. I'm the baby of the year. I was born in August. I don't know where that voice came from. <laughs> That's the August voice, I guess. <laughs> now, many studies were studying all episodes of Rugrats and filming on DV tape. <sighs> Good times. Billy Kay accidentally cost the Riot Squad in a match with Charlotte, Flair, and Asuka. Backstage, Billy makes up for it by getting Ruby and Liv spots in the Royal Rumble, but they don't forgive her. I'm enjoying Billy Kay trying her best with the Riot Squad. I think I think she's been very much underappreciated by Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot, who claimed they had the goal to claim the Riot Squad was better before Billy Kay. How <gasps> dare they? It's just not true, is it? It's just not true. What? Still can't work out why they got rid of Sarah Logan. I know she's having a baby now and stuff. It's a fair play to her. Got but released, didn't she? I know. Why did they release her? But think, no, we want two of the Riot Squad, but three. That's can't can't be justifying that. It's these tough financial times during COVID, you know. After I know WWE man, they've yeah. not seen how little money they're coming in. And after she Oof. seemed to be the one who was going to be the breakout as well, because she did well in the WrestleMania Battle Royal. She, I think she did all right in one of the Rumbles, and then she just got released. The hands Bizarre. were the hands were tied, Jack. It was uh, well, yeah, they've got no terrible. money. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I think she's a COVID denier anyway. So, oh, oh. I think she is. I'm pretty sure she has realised like that. Allegedly. There you go. God. But I've noticed some people online taking issues with Charlotte, and maybe it's just because people don't like Charlotte in general, but Charlotte's not really up for selling for some wrestlers, is she? Especially here. Ruby Wright was throwing shots at her, and it's almost like in Pokemon where you throw an attack against a completely different type, and it's just like, doesn't even blink. Charlotte's the strongest and best wrestler, though. She's Matthew. the best wrestler. Better than all the wrestlers. Yeah, she's like Jimmy King. But Matthew, it's not your fault that uh, you've never lived like she has. It's not your. F- it's not her fault that you've never ascended the heights that she has. You don't know what it's like to be a flair. But I don't know why this tag team match was even on. Why was it not a championship match? Why would, within storyline and kayfabe and all that malarkey, why would the tag team champions just rock up for an exhibition match when presumably they didn't have to? Just... I don't know. For the winner's purse. <laughs> That's right. Well done, Jack. And then the highlight of the show, no wait, I pick your pardon, Daniel Bryan cuts a promo about the Rumble 
but Zinder with the by Cesaro, who says he's going to win on Sunday. He issues an open challenge to anybody cleared for the Rumble and is answered. You will, you'll never guess. Not in a month of Sundays who answered. That's right. Dolph Ziggler answered who he beat. Uh, Daniel Bryan was commentating on this. He was very polite. He was enjoying the show. And uh, Colin Graves liked him. And yeah, just Cesaro looking good, I guess. This was the yeah. first the first of two promos over Raw and SmackDown where I thought the person cutting the promo is going to win the Rumble. I thought that Daniel Bryan promo was very much the promo that could be inserted like just before WrestleMania in the promo package where well we're looking back to before the Rumble and that's what gets played and I, I was thinking wow he definitely is in the in the running for the Rumble. Uh, yeah, it's possibly true. I think I agree with you actually. Bryan might win this thing, <clears throat> but if he does. I don't know if I expect him to win at Mania, though. I feel like beating Roman might be too big a stretch. Be a great story either way, though, I think. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice if it happened, though, because these two together will be the return of fake Eric Rowan. Oh, no. <laughs> Finally get that sorted out. And then, and the, and the real highlight of the show, Sasha Banks faces Carmella's sommelier. I'm not going to get that right. The wine sommelier. dude, Reginald. Was it Somalier? Somalier. Somalier. Okay, cool. Who turns out to be incredibly agile. Get him in the rumble. Sasha wins, though, and stares down Camilla afterwards. Yeah, turns out all the Cirque du Soleil talk they've been saying on commentary wasn't just for show. He really can do the flips and the lucha stuff. Yeah, well, it looked like a dance, so it was bad, you see, because you see with a wrestling, it needs to be like a proper fight, and like, it shouldn't look like it's choreographed or anything like that, so this was wrong. This was morally wrong. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. No, he was fantastic. He refused to sell like the wrestlers of old. I have no idea if Brian Alvarez liked it or not. It's like doing the voice. No, he was fantastic. There's no no way Brian Alvarez liked it. Are we supposed to believe that a man who carries wine as a gimmick is a trained professional? Yes. Sorry, a little burp came up then. I thought I was trying to try and drive over it like a little hump in the road. But yeah, no, I was very impressed by this. And it's the first time we've seen intergender wrestling on WWE TV since, I believe, Nia Jax ended the Rumble that one year. And oh. got RKO'd. Could be wrong. Mm. Could be right, though, as well, Matthew. It sounds right. Nah, it sounds scary. No, was it... Did What came after Becky and... Um, when Corbin hit the end of days oh, on God, Becky Lynch? Oh, God, yes! What are you going to do about it, you piece of... Oh, <laughs> best Baron Corbin moment ever. This was it was fantastic though. Reggie, Reggie does stuff that no other man could do, and I, I really do hope he's in the Rumble, me, because John Morrison and Ricochet, and not Ricochet, John Morrison and Kofi, and I'm trying, yeah, I'm just getting the pictures video mixed up in my head now. We just shot the pictures before this, and I'm talking about Ricochet there. Um, yeah, they're all they're all sweating, thinking of what Reggie might do around that ringside area. Oh, do you think he's going to take the Kofi Kingston spot? He's got that broken jaw. He has got that broken jaw, so there is a gaping, a gaping hole there, ready for Reggie Oof. to jump in. I feel like it's going to be Morrison, sadly. I don't think yeah. they'll put Reggie in the rumble, but I, I hope they do as well. Yeah. And Bianca Belair beats Bailey in the obstacle course, despite Bailey's cheating. I thought this was oddly done because Bailey had to do the obstacle course first, and she had to like, oh no, I'm really crap. It's really tough. And I got why they were doing it, but I'm like, oh, hey, Bailey, we know you, you know you're fit. It's because she had a plan, man. She had a plan. She she was banking on Otis squashing Bianca. She was like, I don't have to try here. These That's two right. took ages to do this obstacle course. Yeah. They're jogging down the ramp. They're stopping before obstacles. They're walking. I'm not saying that I could easily do this obstacle course. It would take me far longer. But they're athletes. And they it sounded walking. like Dave Meltzer here, Jack. 
<laughs> yeah, you realise I'm I'm sound like Melton. I'm very worried about that. Well, they uh, were, the thing they of were athletics so- is, uh, you know, and uh, and. Uh, the athletics was invented by the Japanese in 1953. All right, cool, Meltzer. Uh, it worked well, though, because the, the payoff made it all worthwhile. Ha-ha, you're not going to carry a little shorty G there. You have to carry big G. I'm talking about the <laughs> capital letter G. There you go. Uh, for Otis. And Becca went, all right, did it. Like it was nothing, and then carried on and won easily. A great way to push Banger, who is carrying the SmackDown Women's Division, like she carried Otis. Symbolism. And then she dunked over Bailey. Yes, she did. But the way that Bailey dribbled that basketball, I reckon she's played a bit before. She does play. She does. Does she? Ah, Instagram. Instagram on the old stories. You often see her doing a bit of cardio Ah. via basketball. She looked like she knew what she was doing. She looked like she maybe missed it on purpose, yeah. Hmm. Or maybe yeah, she's right. just not very good at basketball and doesn't actually know how to play the basketball. And I reckon that Otis, right, he had strings attached to his back and Bianca Belair wasn't actually carrying him. And David <laughs> Meltzer. Davy, Davy Meltzer. That's right. <laughs> He's weird sometimes, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Baron Corbin beats Dominic Mysterio with relative ease. He gave him the slam and then he looked at Rey Mysterio at the monitor and goes, and there's nothing you can do about it, you <laughs> piece of... Yeah, whatever this happened. And then Heyman comes out for the main event, but pretends to be injured. Who says, who's written this? Pretends to be injured. Me? You don't know, you don't know that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Heyman's crippling injury prevents him from getting in the ring and signing checks to XECW talent. Way. So, because he's injured, it says in WWE, card subject to change, like Adam Pearce did last week. Reigns attacks Pearce instead, is about to throw him off the stage, but Kevin Owens makes the save and power bombs Roman through the announce table. Good times. That's yeah. two weeks in a row now. Roman's got his comeuppance. What's going on? Normally he's got all the answers. I've got a sneeze. A few years ago, uh, Owens had a last man standing match at the Rumble against Dean Ambrose and then dragged himself to the ring for the Royal Rumble, looking absolutely heroic despite being a heel at the time. Do you think he'll do that again after Roman's battered him at the Rumble? Yeah, because I don't have 30 people. <laughs> well, yeah. Him and Reggie are the last two. God. I tell you what, though, can we go back to that <laughs> Rey Mysterio? <laughs> go, go, go on, that... sorry, I wasn't sure if there was any thoughts there. Go ahead. Because last week, obviously, they did that promo where Ray was like, um, "We need to go and find somebody who knows how to beat a Baron Corbin." Something's floating in the screen. Is that a weird bix? No, where? my voice went like what that. Is? On mine. <laughs> no, on Matthews. Carry on, Baron Corbin did what? <laughs> so this week, um, they cut the promo where they were saying, like, Ray was going, Dom, we'll do it your way this like this week. And if that fails, we'll do it my way next week. But at no point did they mention the guy they went and saw last week. And this is SmackDown in 2021, and we don't have inconsistencies like this. So where's this going? Because mm. presumably mm. next week, Ray's play won't work. Ray's plan won't work, sorry. And then the week after, maybe, they'll go to the guy who's, you know, who knows how to beat up Corbin. Who do you reckon it is? Because I, what I was speaking about the other day in my video, Rollins popped in my head. Is it, is it just me? Is that too far-fetched? Rollins return as a baby face. To help the Mysterios. To help the Mysterios. Yeah, to Ooh. help the Mysterios. But Rollins hates the Mysterios. It's just the way we said that there. Yeah, to I know, help like, the you can hear the voices like, but they hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe. That would be mean... good. They get Rollins <clears throat> to beat Corbin. And you go, thanks, <clears throat> thanks, we need you to beat him. It was no problem. And then they all beat up Rollins. <laughs> I mean, they 
He has been off. He's had his. He's been off. The baby's been born now. The baby made a social media debut with Becky cheering on Conor McGregor, who got battered. So I just wanted to fit that in somewhere to the podcast. It was Are you trying to blame that baby knockout. for Conor losing? The baby's. I the feel baby's, you're trying to throw the heat onto that yeah, kid. Yeah, the baby's only half Irish, so it's only half lucky. <laughs> and McGregor got knocked out because of that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting theory. If it happens, it'll be like, all right, it's weird. Why would they bring back Seth for it? Because Ray knows how vicious he can be. Just because he had that massive feud with Corbin. Oh, right. Becky, didn't he? That's, I was just trying to go through the SmackDown I, roster and yeah. think who could it be? He was beat up Corbin on. Yeah. yeah. I think I saw a comment on something or on maybe in our Facebook group or something saying that they think it's going to be, um, what's his name now? Not Punishment Martinez. Kane Velasquez. Oh, Mercedes. Damien Priest. Damien Priest, Damien Priest. Oh. Um, and I don't know where they got that from or if that was like a tip. But I couldn't think of a reason. Maybe it will be. Maybe he did the boxing against Big Corbin many moons ago. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. That's got to be Kane. Vasquez. <laughs> yes, it does. Awesome. On Monday Night Raw, <laughs> Drew McIntyre opens the show and says he feels fine. He also says he's going to end Goldberg's new streak. What? Uh, Goldberg has a record of 4-3 in singles matches since his 2016 return. Aye. So Drew's like, <laughs> oh, Goldberg, he's unstoppable. Takes out every champion he comes up against. He does? 4-3? F- yeah, yeah, but in matches, in terms of just matches, he's 4-3. He like, I thought you meant in championship matches, like he just wins the championship match, didn't he? That's, oh, he that's, that's the new streak. In fairness, he does do that. Yeah, that is true. Fair enough. I apologise to, uh, <laughs> to Drew and Goldberg for that. But he has got a streak. He lost to Braun at the last WrestleMania. But when, no, he's but like, when, when, he's when he's the challenger, he wins the wins the title. Oh, he, hasn't I see. Failed, he hasn't failed to win a title so far. Hmm. Oh, he beat Kevin. Kevin. He's only had two, and he? he beat he Kevin beat the and fiend. the fiend. Yeah, yeah. He so he's had a two match streak. Oh, you're right, God. That is a streak. Yeah, he's right, Drew. Well done. Look, they have to do what they can with Goldberg, which is all right. Spear, jackhammer, streak, headbutt, a door. So, oh, that streak you've got. Um, Ninety-eight. Points. So good for him. Uh, Miz and Morrison arrive to mock Drew, as per usual. They raise the possibility of a cash-in after title match. Goldberg arrives, which causes Miz and Morrison to provoke a brawl between Bill and Drew. Instead, they beat up Miz and Morrison. Huge laughs on a Monday night. Well, that's just a blatant lie. Now, Miz and Morrison are in a really weird position in WWE in these past sort of, what, five months or something? They're like, they're not the, they're never feuding with someone. They're always the annoying third wheel of a feud who gets battered week in and week out and then says, well, we might cash in on you and then don't. I'm very confused and I don't know why it's happening. Miz and Mrs. is on the USA Network. Oh, right, right. <laughs> oh thank you. <laughs> I don't know. It is weird how they don't like get any sort of positive offense in ever. You think they get a little bit from time to time, but they never seem to get anything, do they? What's Morrison getting out of this? Miz has got the briefcase. Morrison is just his pal. A payday. Aye. Not being in five-star wrestling. (laughs) Still the longest reigning five-star wrestling champion of all time. 757 days. Which is almost as long as Nick Aldis, I believe, has held the NWA world title. Oh, is he still? Well, it's lockdown in it. Yeah, that makes sense. Hang on. Because apart from that time when he lost it to Cody he's he's been a champ for about 
five years now? Two seconds. This is interesting, no. I know. I forgot all about that. As I look up Wikipedia, I'll look up the next bit on Raw. Oh, yeah, right, it's this. Uh, Charlotte Flair faces Shayna Baszler, but is attacked almost immediately by Nia Jax with DQ, which makes sense. This is a big match. Just whatever, it's thing on Raw. The match is restarted as a tag match, which we're used to seeing, with Charlotte, Dana Brooke, Manny Rose taking on Shayna, Nia, and Lacey Evans. Shayna gets accidentally counted out. Accidentally for real, real, not accidentally for play, play. Maybe as a result of getting hoofed right in the face by Charlotte Flair. Hoofed. 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 Dude, she should have... Sh- she was Shira, she did it. She absolutely just, oh my God. We'll call, and then just sailed over. It was brutal. So I think Shane was like, oh, legitimately, couldn't get quite in the ring enough. And they did a thing on the break where, here's Adam Pierce, uh, something, something, restart the match. So they restart, restart the match, and Shane gets actually, Nia finally wins by murder-destroying Dana, it says here. So what did you think of this, Ross? We'll go back all the way to that Charlotte Fair promo because there was a couple of things she said we need to talk about. First was her claiming that everyone calls her Miss WrestleMania. Have you ever seen anyone call her Miss WrestleMania? No. Is Charlotte Flair supposed to be a babyface these days and not a delusional lion heel like that line suggests she might be? <sighs> it's so weird because she's definitely the babyface while Lacey Evans is... <laughs> they said diddling her dad there. Well, Lacey <laughs> Evans is getting, getting with her dad. Well, well yeah. But uh, then she's cutting, she did it the same last week, she did something, I forget what it was at the top of my head now, but um, yeah, she's cutting these promos that are very much a different character. And she I just think is. it's a bit interesting. Charlotte can't be a face, really, can she? She can't. She's just a heel, and it's awkward whenever they have to make her the good guy. I mean, I don't even know if if it's the writing or if it's her, or if it's a combination of, I think it's a combination. They write heelish things for her to say, and like a Randy Orton or whatever, she is just more of a natural heel. That was the thing she said last week. She was like, my dad was known as the dirtiest player in the game, but I would never go down that path. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she's cheated before, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she's, she's been a heel loads, hasn't she? Yeah. Um, and then the other thing was like, Lacey, um, I know what you're after, but it's one thing to have the last name Flair, but another thing to carry the last name Flair. So Charlotte now reckons that Lacey just, just fancies her dad and wants to marry him. Can get married? <laughs> Nothing to do with mind games or anything anymore. Just a love story now. Just loves, loves true tale, whatever. Where's Andrade? Yeah, Where I is know. he, that lovable man? Where's Angel Garza? Never Where mind. is Angel Garza? Because Andrade is injured, isn't he? Apparently, I said on. So oh, was, is he? Yeah, I said this on the stream because I was unaware, but everyone on Twitch reckons he's injured, so it must be true. Um, but Angel Garza's not. Angel, so Garza, Angel? Angel Garza should be pushed to the moon. He's phenomenal. I love him. Anyway, carry on, Matthew. Sorry about that. Yeah, Can't no, that was a good summary of uh, thoughts going through people's heads. Was there anything you had about this match? <laughs> well, it was a bit of a mess, wasn't it? It was a bit it of a shame, yeah. But they've got a, this this rule of no wrestling during commercial breaks is back, and it's it's making things bad again. We're making things worse than they have to be because now we're having it happens at least twice a night these days where you have a match that starts and then we go at commercial break and then it starts again. So you're seeing the same thing, but a little bit different. So haha, <laughs> stop doing that. Yeah, it's really weird, really weird. Uh, and also, now I said this to Ross on our news video about it. People can often get quite malicious towards Nia Jax when something like this happens. Because it's not her fault. She's not trying to hurt people. But her response really hasn't helped. And she came on Twitter and started doing like crying laughter emojis and stuff. If she's just healing it up and she's asked Dana if that's all right, then it's fine. But if she's just doing it, 
then it's a bit I don't know I don't know she she needs to I don't know these things happen quite often with her and I know people jump on it and and you know can get quite nasty towards Nia Jax but at the same time maybe a response isn't helping the things greatly I don't know it's a complicated it's a complicated thing I love that you said she just doesn't know her own strength she doesn't mind to like she's George in a like Lenny in of mice and men. Did I say that? No, I just said it there. I think it's a though you made it sound. Oh right, she's like she's just crushing rabbits with her hands. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, you're right though. I did see on someone point on Twitter uh, in response to a tweet reading another raw, another dangerous Nia Jax spot. Hope Dana Brooke isn't hurt. Nia Jax responded, "Glad to see I'm still living rent free in all your weak ass losers' heads." Kiss Aye. emoji. Mwah. One person responded with. If you were living in our heads, we'd have multiple concussions. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Oof. We, that, that's deplorable. Oh, how dare they say that? What um, did she reply to that? Nothing. Probably. <laughs> I will, I'll, I'll just leave it and move on. Uh, speaking of which, Nick Aldis had a 266-day title reign. Then Cody beat him for a 50-day title reign. Then Nick Aldis won it back. And he has held the NWA title 830 days since then. I was very fascinated by the, the period of the NWA title just before Nick Aldis won it, where Tim Storm uh, That's right, it. yes. And uh, and I'd never heard of Tim Storm. And he was like an older guy. And he was like a grizzled southern baby face. And it was very strange, actually. And then that was, that was when the NWA title was kind of just making its way around a very specific indie scene. It was strange. Yes, uh, the days of Rob Conway holding it for oh, nearly a year. Yeah. So, yeah, the NWA title lineage is very odd, to say the least. But I remember when Dan Seven was NWA champion, because they were like, oh, I could probably wrestle, we like that. And so he shows up on WWE TV. Hi, I'm the UFC Superweight title, and I've also got the NWA World title as well. <laughs> Hello, I'm Dan Seven. <laughs> Xavier Woods has been losing to Retribution a lot recently. But manages to beat Slapjack. Manages to beat Slapjack. Yeah, how do you manage that? Who wrote this? He gets beaten down afterwards, though, and Ali wants him to give a message to Kofi. I assume the message would involve horribly injuring Woods, but it turns out to be an actual proper message. Uh, Ali says he's heard that Kofi won't be in the Rumble, but don't worry, because a replacement has been found. The replacement is Ali. What kind of message is that? The writing is absolutely crap. Ali's a really good promo, but the writing is absolutely shambolic there. Xavier should have said, yeah, that's great. Uh, he, he, Kofi watches Raw. Yeah, he's got a telly. He's got a TV. <laughs> he's got a I combi you, one like Pac. The way that he was so menacing, like, I'm going to, I want you to send Kofi a message. Here is the message. <laughs> yeah. What? Are you writing this down? <laughs> it is nice, though, that uh, Mustafa... Apparently writing this all by himself by the looks of things, because as you said, what he's saying in the promo and what he's writing is just not matching the the retribution mega angle they're doing. Right, so where? Says, on Twitter? Damn it, Kofi. No, not just on TV, because the promos oh, doing right. were amazing. It's like, like oh, yeah, yeah, Kofi, the promos. Yeah. I'm the reason for Kofi Mania. I got hurt. I was supposed to be in Elimination Chamber. That didn't work out. And then you took it. Then you had Kofi Mania. It's I've a good been story. Ever since. That's great. It's a good story, yeah, definitely. And on TV, it's like, all right, retribution, let's go! Slapjack, <laughs> T-Bar, and it's Mace. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to attack you, then go on Twitter, and then delete their tweets to shave face. Oh, <laughs> bars. 
Again, so hard. John Barnes makes it look so easy. <sighs> Nothing there, you bastards. He heard no, business. No, present MVP. It's just we don't know when the we don't know when the pitches video is going out, so I don't know how much we can react to that. Ah, that would make sense later on. Yeah, yeah. That was in Star Wars out of all. God, it's like Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go there for you. The heard business present MVP with a new chain. Pulp Fiction, by the way, it was a three-minute music video beforehand that Jack watched, for which Cedric <laughs> tries to take all of the credit. Our truth interrupts, and they try to tempt him into the ring for a beatdown, but the 24-7 division chase him down. Blah, 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 blah. Riddle gets involved to hit MVP with a knee and then bravely runs for safety. Amazingly, he mentioned to do that after his foot got stepped near last week. <laughs> <laughs> Later, Riddle beats Shelton, Cedric, and MVP in a gauntlet match to secure a title shot against Lashley. Big Bobby attacks him afterwards and puts him in the hurt lock. Uh, okay. I like Wait. the hurt business. I'm not sure why. I know they're trying to do some stuff with Cedric being a bit of a squeaky wheel there, but I, you know, whatever. Riddle beating all of them in one episode. I'm like, boo, this sucks. But who cares about Riddle? Could just end that sentence there, to be honest with you. Who cares about Riddle or this match? When the highlight of the show was Shelton Benjamin coming out at the start of this, <laughs> still with his COVID mask on, which I guess we're supposed to be doing, realizing that he still had it on, taking off and going S word really loudly with the camera on him. Thank you, Shelton. Much love. Uh, we also, and I left it off the notes because it's it annoyed me to even write about, but we got the interaction we've all been waiting for backstage between Riddle and R Truth. Oh, God. Just spouting nonsense at each other. And yeah, I don't know. Capricorn. Do the goat noise. Man. Dude, it's like, dude, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but like, what the fuck? Who is I've never met that? a who, more who, boring who? stoner than Riddle on Raw. <laughs> I don't even think he is a stoner anymore. He's just a child. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah. Know, who, who, who is writing that? <laughs> I don't who know who writes that. It does make you sore watching it. Yeah. They got rid of the writer. Did they follow her? Is she back, maybe? They got rid of the writer who wrote the Otis and Mandy storyline. She can't be working there now. <laughs> she's not in charge of this now. Unless she's, she's on SmackDown. She's on SmackDown, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she showed up, she's like, what have you done with Tucker? And they were like, who? And she went, I don't know. <laughs> hey, he came back this week. He ran in for the 24-7 title, still with oh. that, that god-awful attire. They have him dressed in. Why did they... That's the thing that gets me. You got What Tucker are they in. doing? Why have they done this? <laughs> Just... Tuck, Tuck is a very talented man. He can cut a promo. He can do yeah. the wrestling. He just do, does impressive things for a big lad. And they haven't dressed in these horrible spaceman silver pants and this singlet that's just plain black and doesn't match at all. He looks awful. You're right, Ross. He can put a pro- he can cut a promo. If you don't believe me, he'll bring it with him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. Riddle did a segment, he spoke, and I needed weed after it, so well done, mate. <laughs> Maybe that's the idea. Seamus beats John Morrison. Very good match. These two yeah. uh, going back to 2010, when they had the King of the Ring rivalry and the ladder match, and it was the first time Seamus looked like a proper wrestler. So Miz challenges him to a handicap match against the pair of them. Seamus loses. Says here, not sure what the point of this was. Well, it's what like was that, the it's point, like- Jack? It's that thing that Ross was talking about, isn't it? It's the return of the advert rule that Vince occasionally thinks they shouldn't be resting through the adverts. Why? But like what? It's it's fine, I guess, if you just have the match end before the commercial and start something else when it comes back on the air. Why do we need to end a match halfway through or end Aye. it with shenanigans and then start it again? Like why? Why do we? Need, I guess it is because they've got like um, obviously not too many people there. And, 
But then you're reading last week on Raw, when they were doing this again, that uh, Asker and if, like four or five others were just sat backstage doing nothing. Yeah. It's weird, weird times. Yeah, it is. Backstage, sh- oh God. Backstage, Charlotte finds her dad teaching Lacey Evans some moves. Shades it's- of Triple H and Trish Stratton. I was going to say, me and, me and Tom on the Call It Classic Smackdown review did this show. Because actually the show we watched was the one with uh, Honestly, Triple H and Trish. It's so exciting. You're in the era that I started watching wrestling. Mate, it's so good. I just my, my first memories of wrestling are that Triple H private locker room with the leather settee and yeah, the plant, yeah. the potted plant. It's just genius. I'm going to have like the support, assortment of fruit and vegetables. <laughs> like DX and Mean Street Posse in the background where everyone's talking. Like, you, know when, <laughs> you know when Edge and Christian play the kazoo for Triple H's birthday? Yeah. <laughs> Some- <laughs> And they play, I'll play your theme music. <laughs> Get up! It's so funny. Why is there oh. nothing like that anymore? Why? Because it's 20 years ago and we're all old. Yeah, and we are. Th- this, for example, is the perfect thing. So the Trish Triple H thing on SmackDown, it's all set up because Triple H has annoyed his wife because Kamish Foley has put together, I love this, it's right in my head because I just did it, so I look like Rain Man. Triple H is having a team up with Trish Stratus against Jericho and Lita because Kamish Foley said so. And Trish in the back going, I can't believe I'm having a team up with that that woman that that looks like she'd be she'd be doing um, wet t-shirt contest in a bar somewhere. What do women know about wrestling? And Stephanie Man's like, What did you just say? And he goes, Oh, honey, I didn't. No, 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 not like you. You know, <laughs> proud women's champion at the time. Not like so you. she storms off. So he's in a bad mood. Like, Ugh. and Trish is like, Hey, Triple H. He's like, Oh, what do you want? And he's like, oh, Can you just teach me a few moves? And so, oh, okay, there's a hammer lock and there's a wrist lock. And in the hammer lock, you know. Best thing to do is to put your and all this stuff, and it's built over a few segments, and then he comes in. Sorry, Steph, you so, oh Triple H, I forgive. What? And he's like, no, Steph, no. You know, he's got a bent hour like that. So they actually built up really well. It was okay, not really well. It's not you know the funniest thing ever, but it's it's done pretty well for the characters and what it's trying to do. This was just they walked in, and Lacey Evans has a hold of Flair. It's like ah, oh, and that's it. Yeah, it was there was shocking, no, shocking know, seeing how badly in- this was. We already know that Lacey and Flair are aligned in whatever way. So it's not that surprising that Charlotte's going to find them doing that. Yeah. They've been all like, over each other, yeah. She walked Lacey in and went the two back. people who want to have sex with each other were trying to have sex with each other. They're, oh, hello, Charlotte. I'm like... <laughs> Lacey went back to his hotel room to get changed the other week. That is scandalous, that. This is the sort of levels we're speaking about here. Crap. Adam Pearce books into the weird AJ Styles rumble Wait, no, that wasn't the match. end of the segment. That wasn't the end of the segment, Matthew. I wanted to end it. <laughs> oh, God. Rick goes to help his daughter, but Lacey stops him and they leave together. Yeah, she's blindsided Charlotte with the women's right when she's turned around. So Lacey's attacked yeah. Charlotte. Flair's gone to help her and Charlotte's gone. And Lacey's gone, no, come on, Rick, leave her on the floor. But one of the reviews I read of Roe thought that Rick was going to join in and just give Charlotte a kick in because he sort of stands over her when she's on the floor. And the review was like, looked like Rick was about to join in, but Lacey pulls him away. It's like, no, he wasn't going to just like start just laying in right hands to his daughter on the floor. You know, part of me wants to laugh at that, but the other part of me goes, they're completely justified having to figure out what happened here because it was so poorly acted, so poorly written, and so poorly executed like they had, she had to say, "Lissy, no, leave that daughter who you love, Rick. Come with me and walk." Because Rick is at this point the inanimate object that people used to speculate that Rick Flair could have a three-star match with. 
in the 80s. <laughs> 85 Flair would struggle to get two and a half stars with 2021 Flair. No, he wouldn't. No, so the fact that people saw that and goes, what was Rick doing? Was he? I thought Rick was going through a purse to get money for the taxi to go back to the hotel. <laughs> so... I don't know. Maybe um, it's one of those choosing on adventure books is coming to your own conclusion. The next segment. Matthew, Adam, who, oh, Matthew, God, still talking who's, about this. who's a better wrestler, right? Any of us or current Ric Flair? It's current Ric Flair. It's current Ric Flair, isn't it? Yeah. It's, oh. Matthew, Re- Matthew reckons he could do a few arm drags, though. Matthew's thinking about this. Ric Flair had one thing to do in that segment, and that was bend down and check his daughter, and he couldn't do that. I'm not I, a great actor, but I can bend down. Oh, I want to see it now. I want to see Matthew versus Ric Flair at the Rumble. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> I take one look at us and goes, look, Matthew. he's got something. I'm Nah, quit. Matthew cutting the Shawn Michaels promo at Old Hogan, doing the... <laughs> <laughs> I'll make the hot tag to him and then turn on, just like he turned on Sting in 95. Oh. Oliver. Anyway, moving on from the segment Adam Pearce books another AJ Styles Rumble qualification match between AJ and Truth. Styles wins. We found ourselves weird? in a weird universe where AJ Styles is the master and the ruler of the Royal Rumble. He's the gatekeeper. This is, this is the third week in a row where someone's had to go through him to get in the Rumble. How has that ended up being a thing? And is it a thing? Is it just a quinky dink they've not noticed yet? <laughs> it's an odd one, but I think they're doing it on purpose because they don't know what to do with AJ until the Rumble. Yeah, he's going to do nothing at the Rumble, isn't he? Surely. He'll probably get you. Probably get you. Probably get knocked off the apron, caught by Omos on the outside, put back in, and then Omos will get distracted or something. Yeah, and he get chucked out. A set of car keys. I don't know. Touching <laughs> like a cat. Ooh. Wait, I didn't not... like that. Even our truth, the comedy stupid character, who's still smarter than Riddle, got to do that camera thing where Truth's got his head stuck outside the ring. He's like, huh? huh? And looks up, and it's like, oh, like, oh, God, that's so bad. Giant man. Like, all right, we get it, we get it, we get it. <laughs> oh, how old is uh, our truth this week, by the way? It's his birthday. Is he 50? 50? 51. Yeah, wow. Was it? 51. Oh, I thought you were telling me. Sorry, I'm having a look. Oh, no, it's guess. Clicking on the R-Truth Wikipedia page. 49. Wow. He looks fantastic. He looks absolutely phenomenal. He does. You know, his birthday is this week. He's not 49, by the way. He'll kill us to say that. Who is it? Mr. Tom Campbell. Is oh, it? Oh, well, thank, is. You for, so, thank you for reminding me. Thank you. Yeah, I thought that'd be a helpful thing for you. And also you at home to send him a lovely message on Sunday. I thought his this birthday was coming Sunday. in February. Will it be Sunday in February? I mean, will it be February on Sunday? No, it's the 31st no. on Sunday, isn't it? His birthday's the 31st. It's Rumble that's Day. Easy, that's easy to remember because it's the day after my mum's. I'm never going to forget that now. And it's also Royal Rumble Day. <laughs> yeah, but not every year. Unless Tom's birthday shifts for, like Easter does, for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it depends. Depends on the season. Isn't it weird how we don't know when Easter is? Every year, it's like, when's Easter yeah. this year? Is it in March? Is it in April? Straight. That's, that's bloody mad, that. That's absolutely mad. It'd be great if we did, like, YouTube videos, because every week it'd be like, oh, every year it'd be like, oh, Easter, early or late this year, <laughs> speculation with the lads on the podcast. <laughs> just when, a whole, when, wait, just what? a whole YouTube channel about, about when Easter is. A celebration of Easter. <laughs> oh, right. Easter-holic. When, when do you think Easter is this year, Matthew? I'll get the answer up. We... Oh, okay, right. Um, let's try and let's try and work out when Easter. Do you want know Easter was last year? Let's let's try and get a starting point. I've got a clue. <laughs> it, oh, First of um... all, it's not a leap year because it's an odd number. Mm. Uh, okay, good. 
So that it's would also tell the me... same year you can use any 1999 calendars you have lying around. It matches Ooh. up the same as uh, 2021. Wow. Martin, it looks, looks like a bit of an early Easter by my record. An early Easter? I was going to say late. Oh, looks egg like... on my face. <laughs> Name of the podcast. <laughs> looks like a bit of an early one. Um, oh, God, we actually talking about this. It's, shall I just say when it is? Oh, I'll go for March the March the March the twenty second. I'll go for right. So it's it's actually maybe not that early. It's the week after Easter Sunday is the week after WrestleMania. Mania is on the twenty eighth of March. Easter Sunday is on the fourth of April. Oh, I love it when WrestleMania is in March. Oh. Do you? I prefer it in the oh, first I week of it. April. In my mind, that's when it should be—the first week of April. Oh, the last oh. week of March. What a dreamboat! Really? Oh, love payday. Way I go mental. <laughs> That's right. They should have Gobbledygook come out of a giant chocolate egg at WrestleMania and yeah, go, Happy sure. Easter! Have you seen, by the way, Marks and Sparks doing a £10, a £10, 10 whole pounds it costs, Pepper Pig, but like chocolate one. That's Big exploiting. Easter thing. That That's is exploiting the kids, that. Could you imagine that? Having an offspring, in, that offspring saying, oh, I'd love the giant pig for Easter. And then you have to go down the shops with your offspring and look at it being £10 and pay £10. I I feel like I feel like if it wasn't the Peppa Pig element, then I'd be all right with that existing. But the Peppa Pig thing's a bit it's appealing to kids. That I think it's, it's right. uh, I think it's Marks and Sparks as well, or is it Aldi? It's one of the two who are doing a chocolate a chocolate dashund. What are their uh, What are their oh. Do you mean Percy Pig? What did I say? Peppa Pig. Ah oh, bollocks! I got the wrong pig. Oh, <laughs> I was wondering pig. that. Oh, I couldn't find. Beg now my that pardon. makes more sense. Yeah, it's per- more sense yeah, now. Percy pig. pig, Easter egg. Oh, I see. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Fine. They are impressive, but not for ten pounds. Marks and Sparks. Come on. Marks and Sparks at like the WWE of like shops, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Al- Al- Aldi's the AEW. Aldi. Yeah. <laughs> Who, who's the impact of the shops, the co-op? <laughs> What's like the new Japan? Waitrose. Yeah, Waitrose. Oh, absolutely. Waitrose. The most gate-kept shop of them all. <laughs> love a bit of Waitrose, I do. No. Oh. You know who else loves Waitrose? Edge, who could a video promo where he announces <laughs> that he's entering the Royal Rumble in a dark little ring all by after himself. He's, after he's had his meal deal for a tenner. He's going to come right. along. There's only two things I want to do this year. <laughs> One of them is eat the Percy Pig Easter egg and the other is win the Rumble. Is Tory Edge going to be a new thing? <laughs> oh. I love the fact, by the way, that like, Pachiti is so Tory and he knows he's Tory that he's having a, he had the choice of moving to Jesmond or Gateshead and he knew that he would never hear the end of it if he moved to Jesmond, so he moved to Gateshead. Are you exploiting? Uh, to be fair, Andrew, Andrew lives in Jesmond. It's a bit of a. There's bits of it. Does he? Andrew, bits... Andrew found a rat in his flat. Ah, uh, there's there's bits of it that aren't as nice as others in Jasmine. We should Did have a out. suit. Poor boy. <laughs> I do apologise, sir. Did he find a rat? That's really sad. Yeah, he said he he, he was telling me um, he could hear something like scratching in his walls, and there was a rat in his wall. Oh, I'd be I'd be so t- I'd have to live I'd have to stay somewhere else that night. Mm. Get someone in. I'd, oh, you've ever been in Rat Alley in no. Newcastle? Matthew, have you ever been in Rat Alley? Is this a specific place? Is this yeah. a pub? No, oh. it's not. It's a, an alleyway. Somewhere around... I can't remember where it was. I was on a night out once, and I, I met these random lads and got hammered with them. It was a really strange time. It was a couple of years ago now. And um, they wanted to partake in some of the drugs, and I didn't want to partake in some of the drugs. 
but they were like, can you just stand at the end of Rat Alley while we go in there and take these drugs? Just watch out. And that was terrifying. Not only because I thought these men are a bit dodge, but because there was loads of rats running around as well. <laughs> it was just an unpleasant night. The night took a turn at that point. The night certainly took a turn. Yeah, it's a big test of character coming up close to a rat, isn't it? Used to bike home late at night down the quayside. Oh, my God. When it was a bit of, bit, bit of precipitation in the air, the mm. rats would come out to play and you were the, weaving your bike in and out of massive rats. Terrifying. The big, the big on there. Yeah, the big boys. Big ratty boys. Walk <laughs> around like, Billy Big Pops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I've only had one interaction with a rat in the last, I don't know, 15 years or so, and that was when I moved into my flat quite early on. I heard some scratchings or whatever, but it's a flat, so, you know, I must be... Be some kid trying to scratch their their wall. Not, not my problem. And they went in the bathroom. It's just like, ah, just woke up, got my big dressing gown on, and I looked down. There was a rat. Oh. I looked at it. It looked at me, and it buggered off through a hole underneath the bath. I went, come here, and it ran away. So I went and got some uh, rat killer, put it on the mouse trap, put it on there, and then I came back the next day. The rat killer, the big packet of it, had gone but the mousetrap hadn't gone off. <laughs> so I went, have I just been frigging Tom and Jerry, Tom and Jerry? <laughs> yeah. But none of them came back. So I think I accidentally made that great by the fact that one rat must have gone, get in, took that back to the, the rat pack, and they all ate it. <laughs> Where they're all smoking yeah. cigarettes and singing the swing music. That's right. And they all, they all ate it together. They went away like Jonestown. And uh, it was like, Fantastic. Sadly, that was the same week that I put up my um, my TV stand. So I spoke to my nana as I try to do every week. I went, oh, it's been great, nana. I've been killing rats. I've got, I have got bought a hammer so I could do the TV stand. And she went, oh, all right. And my nana, bless her, she's a nana, so sometimes I, need, I forget I have to speak it a lot slower, simpler. My nana told me, Dad, is Matthew all right? I hear he's been hammering rats. <laughs> and my dad would ring me up and go, you know there's other ways of killing them? I went, oh, for free. <laughs> Mate, the Jonestown reference in 2021 really set me off there. <laughs> Thank you. That hilarious event from human history. Oh, oh never a dull moment. <coughs> John Jones. John Jim jo- Jones. Oh, Jim Jones. Jim jo- oh, John- that was his brother. <laughs> Asuka defends her title against Alexa. Oh, yeah, the wrestling. Against Alexa Bliss in the main event. Midway through the match, Bliss transforms into her old self, but then switches back. Uh, they start doing the same stuff they did last week where Asuka's moves are completely nullified. Bliss breaks out the Asuka lock, but suddenly Orton appears in the ring with his, b- his big sunburnt face. <laughs> <laughs> he hits Alexa with an RKO, and that's the end of the show somehow. <laughs> Go on, Ross. How about it? I just started thinking about that promo last week where he's like, I will avenge you for what you've done to me with my first degree. <laughs> that is literally just a, a sunburn. I was saying, that's what happens to me when I go to Magaluf. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, but I, it was interesting to see that like the fiends, the fiends in Alexa's being, isn't, isn't he? Is that what we've taken from this segment on Raw? How she snapped back into her old self and she was crying and confused like the fiends taking over her. Is that what right. we're saying here? Yeah. Maybe yeah, I thought it was just a distraction technique to throw Asker off, but maybe you're right. Maybe she's yeah. fighting herself to get out of this. Is this is so? I'm sick of it. Like I'm sick. Yeah, of it. I'm, I'm sick of the spooky bollocks and wrestling at the minute. It's a bit. It, it's all right here and there. Like you know, Undertaker comes back and he does some some spooky bollocks, but now it's like it seems like it's just like the centerpiece of every show every week. Maybe it's just Raw. Maybe I'm just thinking about Raw too much. Maybe, maybe. 
Yeah, it says something about the product when somebody who is, I'm adamant of the, to support all the crazy stuff that happens in wrestling, yeah. the Undertakers, the Dragon Dragons, and all the huh. silly things that happened. But this happens where, as I just described it there, Alexa Bliss goes from being Alexa Bliss to Alexa, what's the opposite of Bliss? Alexa, uh, Alexa Horrible. Despair. Yeah. Dis- Alexa Despair. Really loud music. Yes. Alexa Bleak Music. And it happens and switchbacks, then she gets hit with an RKO. And I've forgotten about it like an hour after it happened. So I'm supporting the dumpster for <coughs> wrestling, but I'm not up with this. Don't care about it. I, I but as you re- said there, Ross, it's probably just because it's raw. I hope we're ready for the Rumble, maybe both Rumbles, to be, certainly the women's one, to be heavily influenced by spooky bollocks. Oh, no. We missed off the news, didn't we? The, was it Wrestle Votes? Something scary is going to happen. Yeah. But, but we're not too sure. What what type of scary it is? Is it scary in terms of spooky bollocks? Maybe I don't know. Alexa, they were Bliss. saying the finish of the men's rumble match is going to have a scary finish. So it could be the fiend going like peekaboo and then so, yeah. jumps <laughs> over the top rope. It could be <laughs> rumbling rabbit. Rabbit has distracted Roman Reigns at ringside. Hey, what are you doing? Uh. People seem to think it's scary in one of three ways: so scary in terms of spooky, scary in terms of it's really bad, like Goldberg's going to win or something. Or scary in terms of risky, like they're going to try and do a double elimination at the end or something like that. So I'm, I'm interested certainly to see what kind of bad it is. I hate that they said that because now everyone's going, "Ooh, how bad's it going to be?" I'm like, "Can we not even in, in oh, attempt We've to enjoy so many, the rumble?" We've please. had so many good rumbles for the past sort of three years. It's time for a, it's time for a stinker again. Come on, <laughs> I'm all on board. What? It's time, for a, bad one. No. time for a crap one. 2018, fantastic. 2020, brilliant. 2021, let's let's get down there. <laughs> was 2019 good? 2019 was okay. It was the one that Rollins a- won. The was men's good. one. 18 was great. I don't remember anything about 19. I have to be reminded. 2019's women's one was good. Yeah. That was yeah, that Becky, was one that, that, that Becky won. Thingy that, right. But but uh, the 2018 men's one was superb, Nakamura. Yeah. The 2019 men's one was all right, but only Rollins was ever going to win it, and he did. Yeah. Naya yeah. was good at the end of that one. What was? When Naya got in. Oh, yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. She lived rent-free in our heads. That's right. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> AEW Dynamite, kaboom. Eddie Kingston beats Lance Archer after the Butcher and Blade drag a beaten up Jake Roberts onto the stage. They beat Archer down afterwards, but none of that compared to the disgusting bump Eddie Kingston took. <sighs> Despicable, disgusting, shocking. He deserved it, like, Matthew. Like choke slam. I think I hope he's supposed to hit the apron. He kind of half hit it and then just slammed. It's like he hit floor. it with his hip and like spun yeah. off. It was the worst of both worlds. He it deserved looked class, it though. though. Look class. Why it did he deserve it? Because yes. we learned we learned via Excalibur during that match that uh, Eddie Kingston got expelled from school for throwing a desk at a nun. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> you ain't my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Jericho and MJF beat the Varsity Blondes. But Sammy and MJF continue to bicker afterwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'll try it my American friends here and goes, oh, then Varsity Bronze aren't going to win. He goes, why not? I mean, I know they're up and coming. He says, no, they're both wearing baby blue. <laughs> it is the kiss of death in wrestling. Is it? You're wearing baby blue. Oh. Not winning. I like the Varsity Blondes because they're just so baby faced. They're really 80s. I like that. Also, Jericho. I mean, I, I kind of slated him last week for nearly killing himself on a lion salt 
So this week, oh, he, answered right. the, he answered the critics. After he'd hit the Judas effect, the match was won, but he decided to hit a Kurt Angle moonsault of a lion soul. It was beautiful. And then he looked dead in the camera as he made the cover. Yeah, when, when. Yeah. I love that kind of behaviour, me. Proper, yeah. poo, proper poo house from Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, because him and Cornette got at it. And yeah, that, Jericho Jim just Cornette not was winning right, anything. Oh, go on. Jim Cornette won, didn't he? Yeah, Jericho isn't winning anything right now on Twitter. Just needs to just leave it alone. He's the anti-Goldberg. <laughs> so, yeah. Cody comes out to respond to Shaq, who called him out on the AEW Awards show. Oh, I didn't see this, the AEW Awards show. Do you want me to read out the awards? Please do, because I believe there's one title, or a title of an award, I should say, that you guys might be... Uh, oh, that was bollocks. Ah, no one watches Matthew. It's fine. They can have it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Fair enough. If more people watch my videos, it'll be a shoe, but it's not. Do you want me to read it out and then you can have a guess? Or should I just read out the category and then just Just read them out. All right. Until you get the promo of the year, then you can pause for that one. Oh, best moment on the mic is the first one. Oh, okay. Oh, I can't think of any now. Yeah, you'll just say. That's why I ruined it. Well, I I thought you were going to go for what should have been the correct winner, Eddie Kingston. Yeah, but he wasn't nominated, so... No, uh, Cody Rhodes accepting the dog collar match. For f- no idea why that. He dyed his hair black. Brody Lee's announcement, I challenge you to this, was way better. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, biggest surprise was Sting's debut. Oh, Gr- male breakout star, Darby Allin. Female breakout star, Hikaru Shida. Biggest wow. beat. Well, I oh. thought maybe Britt Baker. Yeah, 2020 was Britt Baker's, yeah. 2019 for Sheeta, sure. Yeah. Do they not count her as like already being a partner of one of her? Yeah, I agree with you. Maybe, really. but, you know. Um, biggest beat down in the inner circle being up Orange Cassidy. Um, the High Flyer Award, Phoenix. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hardest moment to clean up after was the, <laughs> um, I know, was not when, was not somehow when Orange Cassidy dropped loads of orange juice on Jericho. It was when the best friends and Santana and Ortiz had their Street fight in the car, in the car park. It wasn't around Tony Schiavone after Sting debuted. <laughs> <laughs> um, biggest WTF moment. Um, Kenny Omega winning the world championship and walking out of AEW after defeating John Moxley. Mm. The LOL award. The Young Bucks <laughs> kicking MJF into the pool on the cruise. <laughs> yeah, nice classic oh. scenes. Okay. Um, yeah, it involved the Young Bucks. They're hilarious. Ah. Uh. Uh Ah, they're such good heel faces. Best Twitter follow, (laughs) uh, Nyla Rose. Savage on Twitter. Okay. Um, I thought Hangman would have won that one. mm, Or Trent or Chuck Taylor. Oh, they're great. Um, And and finally, the Bleacher Report pay-per-view moment of the year, uh, Stadium Stampede. That's fair enough. Uh, Okay. Um, You know. You know. It's all going all right. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, what a, wow, what a great series of awards. Sorry, I think I like that with every award thing I look at. Even anyway, though it's like via public vote, I go, that's wrong, that's wrong. <laughs> anyway, so Cody... Anyway, yeah, Cody comes out to respond to Shaq. Cody won the tag match between himself and Brandy, Shaq and Jade. That can't happen now. So let's Arn decide. Arn brings out Red Velvet as Brandy's replacement, but he's not seen that she's full of fire in recent weeks. So she because he has, seen, he has seen that she's full of fire in recent weeks. Oh, I see. Yes, misread that. Yeah, because he's seen that she's full of fire in recent weeks and there's a promo to back that up. Yeah. Okay, it's, I can see where it's going, but it's it's all still Cody. He's stirring. Stirring up that bitch ass. That red velvet cake. Oh, I thought, yeah, I was like, yeah, I thought they were literally like getting a red velvet cake made in this imaginary mixer. 
Maybe that's why she does it. That is the best cake. Red Velvet. Red Velvet. We had this discussion a while ago, didn't we? Because oh. my mates got annoyed that I said good things about Red Velvet because they said it's just red food dye. It is. Ow. There's something about the red that makes it more delicious. Thank you, Jack. That's what I said. <laughs> they laughed at me. Okay. I like a vanilla sponge, man. I mean, it's quite basic, but I like it. Anyway, what am I, what am I doing? What is the best cake, Matthew, in your opinion? Again, we had this. See, it was a great discussion a few months ago, but I can't remember it at all. <laughs> yeah, we had because it was one of those things. Every like month or so, some Facebook thing. Here's the poll of the UK's favorite cakes and whatever, and it's all put down. Oh. I mean, it's gonna sound weird, but my mum's carrot cake. Oh. I wouldn't buy carrot cake because just because it doesn't compare. But my mum, oh. One night before mm. lockdown, so like about three years ago. <laughs> Owen and his girlfriend, she was round to stay, and they baked some lemon drizzle cake. Ooh. And they said to me, we're doing a lemon drizzle cake. You can have some after if you want. And I was like, oh, thank you very much. Lovely. And then they threw it away because it was too <gasps> lemony. <laughs> oh, what? Bless them. I know. Too lemony. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Cut it. What about you, Ross? I'm a red velvet man all day long. Oh. Give me red velvet. That's what the cake that <laughs> came out. <laughs> I'd like a piece of red velvet, yeah. says Ross. <laughs> oh. Oh. Right, let's uh, yeah, uh, go have a. Oh, and also cheesecake as well, which I could tell oh, you. Oh, it's a different type, variety of cake. Of cake yeah. Biscoff cheesecake. That's not That's a wrestler. Right. I know, right? <laughs> that would be good, though. Like, oh my God, Rel Vivid's going to win. No, her arch nemesis cheesecake comes out. <laughs> I thought it was interesting how they like, heavily hinted it uh, to get things back on track, that it was oh, going to no. be a mixed tag team match before Brandy got pregnant. I thought that was an interesting thing to throw in there, but then life got in the way. Yeah. Yeah, well, I thought that was always the rumour, but I kind of wanted to see what they'd do with just a one-on-one, Cody and Shaq. But this elevates Red Velvet out of nowhere, so I'm not against it. It's quite brave booking. Yeah, I'm glad that they're actually trying to push someone in the women's division. Well done, lads. Yeah. Took you, took you a while. <laughs> Hangman Page beats Ryan Nemeth, a.k.a. Dolph Ziggler's brother. And if you didn't know that he was Dolph Ziggler's brother before this match, you certainly did during it, as Mr. Baby Blue did a whole bunch of Dolph Ziggler spots. 
while Excalibur furiously ignored it. So yeah, as you should have. You've got JR and Tony going, oh, wrestling's in this kid's DNA, isn't it? And he's just Excalibur every time. He's like, yep, 10 years of experience, great athlete, great amateur. I'm like, oh, come on now, Excalibur. Come on. Eric Rowan, red beard. <laughs> yeah, and uh, whatever, did his thing. Then Matt Hardy watched on from ringside. And I thought, oh, what's this guy doing here? Matt offers Hangman a place in his locker room alongside Private Party. He does it in a bit of a weird way. He says, I've been seeing you dress by yourself. And if you want to dress in my locker room, you can. It's like, Watch you get dressed. All right, well. But Hangman says, no, nah, I think about it. Not really wanting to ride with anybody right now. I, I don't like, know if he... Oh, did he turn that... it down? I thought he just went... I thought he just didn't answer yet. Yeah, I thought it cliffhanger ended, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, come on. Think about it means no. No, it doesn't. We all know that. It's a soft no. Becky and <laughs> Seth aren't together, really. Oh, we all know this. <laughs> Damn it. But Hangman Page reject Dark Order and go with Matt Hardy's crew. Well, I feel a, like... I'm yeah. wondering... I said this on Twitter. Is this... Is Matt Hardy a stand-in for the Dark Order's role in this story? Because we can't boo them. They're impossible to boo. So do they need another heel for Hangman to be tempted to the dark side by? And Matt Hardy just happens to be there. And then when I said that, a lot of people came back on Twitter with an alternative, which is, is this going to be the start of Hangman turning down various groups as he just kind of rides his way? Do you think it's going to be that one? That's what I think. He's rejecting all of them every right. week. Uh, eventually, we should put an offer in for him to yeah, see what yeah. he says. And then he's going to go, no, I'm going to do this by myself. By myself. And then that's it. Yeah. I, as long as it all ends with him battering Kenneth, then I'm fine, I think, with it. Yeah. Because right now he's feeling emotionally vulnerable, or whatever his little Chiron said. It's a nice touch. Mm. Status update from him. And I'm enjoying the storyline wherever it goes. I'm enjoying it as well. Yeah, same. Also enjoy the next match. Uh, Jungle Boy makes Dax Harwood tap out in a great match. With Cash Wheeler and Tully Blanchard handcuffed the Luchasaurus on the outside. Dax seemed to do every 80s finisher he I could think was. of. He did the uh, Shades of Tully... I bounce off the ropes powerbomb. He did. I've got all the other ones. Damn it. He did the Arn Anderson fake punch DDT. Anderson, that's right. Yeah, he did the, uh, I'm going to punch you. Haha, <laughs> DDT. And I think he was just ready to get the figure four leg lock out as well. But then Jungle Boys kept on kicking out. Kept on kicking out. He's uh, like life. He is short and hard. And <laughs> he managed to take that one move and bounce off and put him in. I thought it was in a modified STF, but then he had yeah. both legs there. And then he kind of got him. And I went, is that the regal stretch? Oh, I just called it an STF. I could be wrong, on, like, I just called it an STF. On it was a modified because STF's just one leg. And then Damn the it! I'm thing. gonna get. I'm gonna get some abuse. The regal stretch is a type of STF. The cheesecake's a type of cake. Yeah, it, well, well done, Jack. I was perfect. Mm. Textbooked avoiding. Uh, yeah, what do you guys think? Love this match. That was absolutely superb. I think that Dax Harwood might be one of the best just pro wrestlers in the world at just being good at everything in rest. He's so good. And I thought he was absolutely fantastic here. And Jungle Boy was great as well. Um, and then Tully got involved afterwards when he jumped off the middle rope. Spike pile driver Luchasaurus. Did they cut off one of his horns? They did. Sorry, I forgot, <laughs> I forgot the rate. I forget the end bit. Uh, FTR then beat down, as you said. They cut the horns off Luchasaurus's mask. You can't be doing that. He's hornless. They're like rhino hunters, but with <laughs> yeah. dinosaurs instead. Going <laughs> to melt them down. There'll be a belt buckle. On FTR's suits next week. He'll make one piano key out of those two horns. <laughs> <laughs> and no, it was good because they're like, oh no, where's Marco Stunt? Marco Stunt? Marco Stunt eventually showed up with Top Flight and some others after being cut. 
with a golden chair. This is probably a BTE, a BTE joke I'm not understanding. I didn't get it either. Yeah. I didn't get it either. Unless it's not. Damage. <laughs> Unless it's just the nearest chair. Yeah. They shouldn't have run away. There's three of them. I was going to say, there was a, there's a chair. Kurt Angle was sat down on it, but then some guy from a bit. <laughs> Team Taz are outside the arena and beat up the merch guys because they're selling Darby Allen merch. Those poor merch people. They Fan- really beat them up as well. Thank they did, God and they those did. pusses oh, finally did some fighting there, lads, eh? <laughs> the, that group of pusses. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention Darby and Sting's hilarious promo before oh, this. Oh, God. The I... warehouse promo. Hoodlums. <laughs> Where, I'm a hoodlum. Are you a hoodlum, Darby? Yeah, I'm a hoodlum. Watch Hang this. Let me, <laughs> let, let me check if I'm a hoodlum. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, yeah, I'm a hoodlum. Yeah, <laughs> I was funny because he threw his skateboard to show how angry it was about being a hoodlum. And my mate was watching it with said, oh, no, going to have to walk home now. <laughs> That's his house. Go out to the neighbour's garden. Excuse me. Maybe <laughs> skateboard back. It's like they're, they're like really hard hoodlums, so they paint their faces and hang out in the house. That's like being 14 in Bishop Auckland. Again. It was... I thought it's like the like just how out of context just beating up a window was, which is funny on yeah. itself. It was very retribution, I thought. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you'd see retribution uh, doing that kind of thing. Yeah, Doctor Britt Baker, our twenty twenty female wrestler of the year, breakout star, beats Shanna with the help of a distraction from Rebel. Thunder Rosa chase him off afterwards to set up that match to have a beach break. They Simple. legged it. That's how you should run away. None of this team Taz sauntering down the ramp. Britt Baker and Rebel <laughs> grabbed their stuff and like just legged it out of the arena. It was really funny. I'm looking forward to that match. Likewise. The Young Bucks are excited to team up with the Good Brothers again. But Don Callis and Kenny Omega show up to ruin the mood. I swear to God. So we're watching it. And then in this darkened room or whatever. And it's not very well lit. Because it's not supposed to be like fakey looking like WWE. Kenny Omega shows up, and the guy behind him is, like, a gallows who's a big, big dude. Kenny Omega shows up, like, sideways on, and I swear I went, is that a production dude? Come and tell him then that the match is next. <laughs> and I turned around, there was this massive V thing, and it's like, oh, it's Kenny. It's the champion. It's the world champion. It's like, why would you shoot? I mean, obviously, yeah, it shouldn't look too fake, but I was just like, why would you make your, your, your champion look like that crap? He just dresses like that. I thought he looked fantastic with his shoes on and his jeans and his low-cut top. No, but it's the fact he showed up with, like, nothing like, hey, guys. I was like, who's that? Oh, it's a champion. And not so much he was dressed like that, but... Anyway, shows up in the mood. A brawl almost breaks out, but the books have to make their entrance. The four Bullet Club lads, and they have been calling themselves the Bullet Club every week. So, so the stir the pot, see where that's going. They're facing the Dark Order. Eventually beat them after a back-and-forth main event. Even when really one of the fun. lads from the Dark Order was able to kick out of a four-way super kick. It got broken up. It got broken up. It was a fun match, though. John Silver's so good. Yeah. Him and Gallows having their face-off is really good as well. So it was Big big Stew with shades of Mike Bailey. Yeah, he's smooth. Big oh, yeah. Hit, yeah. Big name drop there. Bit, mm. bit of foreshadowing, maybe. Shivani's just like, speedball Mike Bailey. Didn't have a clue. Didn't have a clue. <laughs> Mike Bailey. Is that Dolph Ziggler's brother, Excalibur? Yeah. <laughs> Afterwards, Matt Jackson points out that if he and Nick win the Battle Royal next week, which they're entering themselves into, they get to choose their own number one contenders. And they imply that it'll be Gallows and Anderson. Which is weird, because why don't Gallows and Anderson get in that Battle Royal and win it themselves? They are, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, they're not. 
Well, I don't know, actually. The field was on the show. I'm a bit confused with the Young Bucks. I was expecting more of more to come from that thing with Callis last week, like when they were trying to get bought out and then nothing happened and they were just there playing along this week like a pair of young cucks actually so I thought yeah I thought they'd fallen out with all of the Bullet Club but so they've already I, fallen yeah. out with they've already fallen out with Kenny and Callis or just Callis or just Callis but, yeah but they're still really good friends with the Good Brothers mm. who are defending Callis and Kenny and Kenny and using Moxie's promo was really accurate when he was like what's even going on there's so <laughs> many cross wires it's very strange but who cares about that Fenix and Moxley come out to get revenge for the attack on Penta last week. Omega comes out to blindside Moxley, but he's ready for it. He's gagging for it. It takes the paradigm shift to end the show with his shoes flying off. And we get that magnificent six-man match next week. Omega, Gallows and Anderson versus Fenix, Moxley and Warlad Pack. Bertie Big Bollocks. Bertie Big Bollocks. Tell you who does have Bertie Big Bollocks. And that's Phoenix. War Pal Mr. Fenix. Because if I didn't have to make the Hall of Fame nomination... I was contractually obliged to make this week. I would have made that Tope Con Hero out of the middle rope, landing groin first on the barricade, my Hall of Fame nomination. Because how has he come out of that without even so much of a squirm? Just sat there. Just sat there, straddled I mean... it straight away. I've got no I've got no testicles. I'm like action man. <laughs> you are right, but Phoenix loves doing that dive and hurt himself. God he does. He does yeah. it nearly every every time he's in a wrestling ring, he's like, oh boy, I can't wait to dive outside and hit something. A guardrail, a fan, a wrestler. Ah, who cares? There's hurting yourself, then there's landing crotch first on a, on a narrow barricade. That, that was, I thought that was incredible, me. Intestinal fortitude, eh? Mm. Testicular fortitude. Makes you feel good that we voted for him that one year. Makes us look very clever, doesn't it? That two yes, years before it? he's going to have his big year in AEW. We, 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 we made him our wrestler of the year. That's how hipster we, we are. We like the same yeah, Pauli of point him. wrestling Sorry, journalists. <laughs> <laughs> the cool ones. <laughs> We're the cool ones, guys. We like things before he broke his bollocks. Yeah. I nearly went on a Twitter rant the other day. I didn't do oh, it. Oh, good. Go on, Jack. Because I saw people talking about how the fact that the network's moving to Peacock means that the indie stuff on there is likely not going to be on there anymore. And people were saying, wow, they sold out our scene to get, like, a year's worth of getting their one of their shows on the network or whatever. And I just got I just had a little angry moment to myself where I was like, in WCPW they thought we they were like, oh these aren't the cool ones. These aren't the punk rock ones. Looks like the cool ones of uh I didn't do it. I'm not gonna do it now. I'm not gonna do it now actually. I'm not gonna do it. But I just got really annoyed. Because back then we weren't the cool kids. There was other cool kids. And those cool kids turned out to I'm going to get my... I'm not going to do it. There's no cool kids, man. It's wrestling for fun. That is very true. That is very, very true. <laughs> I get what you're saying, though, Jack. There are many people who are looking back at... Uh... I don't know if you've ever, you ever seen it. I think I've referenced it in previous podcasts. The last ever Sex Pistols game when they were properly together. Do you ends... feel like you've been cheated? Yeah. yeah. Ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Good night. And I always think about that situations like this where many companies, not just the one that you're thinking of when you're saying that, Big themselves up. I was thinking We're of not your dad's wrestling. I We're was thinking, proper indie, I was proper British. I uh, I'd like wrestling. to clarify. I wasn't thinking of just one in particular. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm helping you out here. There wasn't just one that sold themselves like right, that. Right, 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 right. As soon as, as soon as Triple H came along with a fishing rod and a fiver, they're like, uh, uh, so. oh, well, it's all the business, isn't it? We forgot. We got swept up in the coolness, the carnage. We got. We forgot ourselves. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. 
NXT, where most of the people that we're just talking about now have ended up. Uh, MSK, formerly known as The Rascals, defeat Killian Dane and Drake Maverick to oh. move on to the Dusty Classic semi-finals. And one of Hearts them broken win. everywhere. I know. Why have they done that? I know that they, I know they're the new guys and they want them to win stuff, but not against Killian and Matt Drake. Never mind. Grizzled Young Vets do the same after beating Kushida and Leon Ruff, who were attacked by The Way afterwards. They're saved by Dexter Loomis. Wow, go on, Jack. What does that not sound like? Not The Way? No. The Way, The Way, The Way, The Way. Shout out to Peter Dune, by the way, who rocked up like a soccer mom in a soccer car, dropping off the kids and then driving away to go and have a glass of wine while they're at football train or something. You see that little bit of segment? That's what the vibes I was getting that Pete done was that man. Oh. Danny and Wani. He was driving a Ford. <laughs> Just me. I'm Good times. Matthew did. Yeah. In the women's tournament, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez advance over Alia and Jesse Kamea. Kamea. Kamea, Mea. With a great oh. hot tag. When was the last oh, time you saw a hot tag like that? What happened? She, she, she was there waiting for the hot tag for ages. She gets it, runs straight into big Raquel and loses the match. It's fantastic. <laughs> <coughs> Flattened. Uh, we see a preview of Tegan Knox doing a YouTube workout with Brie Larson. That's right. Yes, that Brie Larson. Who's Brie Larson? Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. She's not. Yeah, she's about 100 times more successful and popular in the real world than WWE is right now. And... She's doing a YouTube workout, and I believe they also showed this or hyped this up on WWE Backstage as well. Right, right. Which is bizarre that that's suddenly somehow getting this rocket push to the moon. Anyway, it's good to see her in the road to recovery, and she's publicly talked a lot about being a big Capital Marvel fan too. Yeah. I think that's Tegan Knox, not Brie Larson. Well, I'm sure Brie Larson's a big Captain Marvel fan as well, yeah. if she looks at her bank account. <laughs> right. Yeah. Kurt Stallion is in line for a Cruiserweight title shot. He's found attacked backstage. Blaming Santos Escobar and the lads. Regal angry confronts them and books the title match for next week and says if they attack Stallion again, there'll be consequences. I liked his promo while his little interview with Mackenzie. He was like, I'm the lone star going down the long road on my own. Because I'm a star on my own. The lone star, star, superstar, lone star. It's very fluid. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <It's good. laughs> It wasn't the end of the segment, Matthew. Oh, as they leave, Whoa. Santos finds a car. Christ. Card. Card. Finds card. A car. Yeah, Ford Focus. It's Pete Dune. <laughs> Santos finds a card under his belt that reads, The end is near. Oh, Fire. sweet. And the WF Armageddon theme starts playing, I imagine. Uh, oh, someone's having an argument outside. I can hear shouting. Um, oh, tell us, what's happening? I love an argument outside. Take headphones off. Nope. Oh, I, was, I feel like they were arguing as they were walking past my window, which is a shame. Um, no, this is Jack's house. Ah, oh, you're right. <laughs> the rotten eggs are. No. Sorry. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, sort no. Carrying Cross, probably. About Carrying Cross? Well, that's what the card is, isn't it? Oh, Carrying Cross. I thought it was going to be um, Boa. And uh, that, Lee. There was a promo earlier in the night on this one where Scarlett sat there with cards and she's oh. she's speaking in tongues. I don't know what she's speaking. I thought she's... I thought Big Boa was gonna, was coming for the cruiserweight belt. 
Maybe that makes most because there's definitely that promo where she sat there with the cards going like, "E people are gonna die." The end is happening. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, is that the woman in the thing at the big market? Is that what she sounds like in the, in the wagon? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea who you're talking wow, about. Wow, that a, is a niche. There's a there used to be a wagon in the big market that people would get their like palms read in and stuff. And I've never been in, but I'm assuming that's what a Geordie fortune teller would sound like. People are gonna help you or die. And that. <laughs> yeah, she's saying that, but she's she's doing all poker cards. Tony Storm calls out Io Shirai, and they brawl in the ring. Mercedes Martinez gets involved too, but Tony ends up standing tall with Io's belt. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Bronson Reed and Isaiah Iranu. <laughs> have a fun match, which Reed wins. That sounds good. I like Bronson Reed. Yeah, his, push, his little push is carrying on. He's getting a bit of a pushington, as Ross would say. I've stolen your Inkton thing there, yeah. That's completely fine, Jack. It's... Crap anyway. It? It's licious uh, now, isn't it? Anyway, that's it. I've made it part of my streams now. FIFA licious. I can't. I can't help it now. It's part of my everyday vernacular. With oh no, thanks to Adam and his. Uh, I'm going to get myself some chickalicious. <laughs> at least you're not. <laughs> at least you're not saying like bizzle clizzle and everything because the bullet Cl- uh, the Good Brothers did that too much on AEW. I was going to say, but I forgot to mention it. You're only saying that because you're not as cool as those cool cats. Those Kizul yeah. Kazat brother in the wrestling right. brazilian ring. I did like the Izzle running through your veins, Izzle. What they called Don Callis? It was like the Donna, the Donaconda. The Donaconda. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Swizette the Donaconda, brother. Yeah. <sighs> cool. Lorcan and Birch face Finn Balor and his hand-picked tag partner, <gasps> Kyle O'Reilly. Mm. Dun dun dun. We knew we knew that already. Yeah, we did. Oh. The good guys win, but Pete Dunn jumps Balor afterwards. That's not the way. Hey, twice in one thing. And there's Jack has just done. He snaps Balor's fingers as the rest of the Undisputed Era run to the ring before leaving. I try to make the noise, but I'm wearing too many clothes to do it. You should take some off then. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, Matt. I thought that was the tease. Like, oh, too <laughs> many I'm just, clothes. I'm just so warm in this room. <laughs> and that was a magnificent episode of NXT. I'm sure it was. It I was okay. It. I enjoyed it. I feel Good. like Dynamite. I'm glad to hear that. I feel like Dynamite edged it this week just a little bit. That was the week in wrestling. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> ah, let's have a little old look in the mailbag. And what have we? Oh, not a good one to start off with. Number one, hello, podcast dudes. Last week's podcast had a southerner from the United States ask you questions about your local phrases. And I got to thinking. Sadly, I am from the anus of the US, or as it is labelled on the map, Mississippi. These are his words. But we have some interesting sayings. I would love to hear what you guys think these phrases mean. These are some I hear and say on a daily basis. I will be sure to not give you too much grief for how wrong you are, because most of the things we say make no sense whatsoever. Give it a shot. Before we do have a little look at these lovely expressions, I'm sure, apparently there was something we said, either collectively or it was just me, because I talk a lot of crap on this show, that annoyed some Southern Americans. That sounds bad, doesn't it? Yeah, it's not Southern Americans. That's like, there you go. Southerners. Not not British, not not Londoners, Southerners from the United States. And I don't recall what we said. I think I made a passing joke because we were talking about colloquialisms. I did say, yeah, kiss me grits. We didn't say anything. What happened was I denied that I thought this person was from the South, I think, because they say y'all. And in my ramble about that, 
I may have said something a bit insulting towards. Oh, right. What did you I say? Don't... I've got no idea what I actually said, but I didn't mean any, any malice. Just a bit of, oh, okay. just a bit of the old banter, banter Rooney, wasn't it? Wait. It's a good football mind response. I do not recall saying that. If I did, I'm very sorry. I didn't see the incident in question. <laughs> cool there. So we all love South Americans. Even if... I'll, I'll stop doing oh, the... I'm, I love I'm, it when you guys go, oh, what genre of film should I watch? Should it be a comedy, a western, oh, no, a horror? Do... Yeah, he brings that joke up, Ross, every week. Every yeah, right. week he gets something it. out of that another, joke. Another, 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 another ma- uh, email in the in the mailbag this week saying that's not how Americans say it, Matthew. It's, it's actually probably not that. Horror? Horror? horror. I, I just not, said exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, well, no, uh, now, two syllables. Oh um, no! You think that thing I said wasn't serious? Oh, I'm sorry, lads. I've got. I've got to say, I've only been to America a few times, and and I've been to Florida and Texas, man. I'm a, I'm a proper Southern boy myself, lads. Oh no, no! <laughs> don't do this. Some of my best friends are Southern. <laughs> no, no. I found it very hospitable. Everyone was lovely, very talkative. For what it's worth, which is absolutely sweet, FA. I preferred Dallas to Orlando. Yeah, same, same, same. So there's a point for the South. The only problem is that all the bars shut quite early on. And after WrestleMania, when you want to go for a drink, goes town. That aside, lovely. Wish we'd gone when it was New Orleans. That seems like the funnest one. But yeah. Everyone says how great it was, the mm. New Orleans one. Anyway, before we uh, need to kiss up the Americans some more, let's have a shot at this, okay? Uh, number one, I'll be there, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll be there. I'll be there. If God allows it and I can reach there without any water-based impediment. Yeah. I'll be there if I can. I'll be there if I can. I'll be there unless God hates me and causes a flood. I'll be be there if I can make it. I think that's a good reason for not attending something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Give your mama some sugar. (laughs) Give your mama mama a kiss. kiss, Yeah. I think what's happened here Uh is... Because all pop culture is American, we've got an advantage over people trying to guess our slang terms because we're maybe a bit more familiar with some of them from just everything on telly being American. Give your mama some sugar. Uh, yeah, it does mean kiss. All right, cool. Fine. I know. Well done. I had to check that one. I had no idea. Uh, believe, me, believe, me and, believe me and Ross. We're authorities oh, okay. on I the didn't think you'd know the answers. <laughs> I am actually American, you know. I might That's look right, Scottish, but I'm American. <laughs> Bless your heart. Bless your heart? Will you say that? Bless his little cotton socks. Aye. Yeah. E, how canny are you? E. Yeah. Unless it's not. Maybe it's something else we don't know. It's like, if you say something nice, it's like, oh, it's like, thank you. Die, yeah, thank you, thank bitch. you, like, thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it means? Bless your heart. Die, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> How's your mama and nem? Mama, mama spelled mama, mama and then and mama, N and then mama. N-E-M. Mama, mama and nem. Mama and them. Mama like, how was your how was your family? How was your mom and all the others as well? I must all, be. It, yeah. How was that? How was that lot? How was it like you? You go in there with your friends and all them. It's like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I could see that. Someone has the sense that God gave a pissant or pissant. Oh, no idea, no idea at all. Well, tri- I think that H- says that they don't like that person. Triple H called AEW a pissant company, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah, on the Hall of Fame. I've heard he was on the Hall of Fame one week. I can't remember that one. Um, yeah, God gave a pissant. Is that like, oh, a, a village is missing its idiot? I've got, I've got, lads, I've got a bit of a, 
I'll look at that after. I'll look at that after. Oh. I just found a website that was called 12 Strange Phrases You'll Only Hear in Mississippi. Ah. Oh. You're being ugly. Oh, maybe you're being... I like you. <laughs> maybe it means you're being miserable, moody. Yeah, Do you think? I, can see I, don't think it, I don't think it literally means you don't look great today, mate. Yeah, because if you're being ugly, that's a, it's a way of thinking. You know when you're hungover and someone can tell and they go, oh, you look rough today. You look I'll tired. Be, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had that when you've not been hungover? Because <laughs> I have. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's going, oh, big night last night. And I just pretended it had been because I, <laughs> I was ashamed of how rough I look. Uh, no comment. <laughs> All get out. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> All, A-L-L, get, G-I-T, out. All, All get, get out. Get out. Get. Is it like, get. is that like, get. Get. Is that, <laughs> Is that like closing time at the bar? Hey, Ali, you piss off. Get. Yeah, yeah. I think, that I think that's what it means. Maybe. That's how I'm going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> Nuttier than squirrel poo. I've used yeah, that. Yeah, we use that. Yeah. It's a nice expression. Crazy. Cray, cray. Yes. Crayler Swift. What's what's a British expression? He's, he's bleeding mental, he is. <laughs> Daft as a brush. <laughs> he's lost his marbles. He's bleeding mental, he is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't mind the, the, the proper southerners over here, as well as the American ones. Oh, we're going to annoy the proper southerners. Exactly. Yeah. God, hate them. Uh-huh. They think we've got nout up here. Nee culture. Nee culture. Have you not even been a lead? Uh, he's too big. <laughs> sorry. He's too big for his britches. Bertie Big Bollocks. Bye, Bertie yeah. Big Bollocks, yeah. Big, yeah. Oh, and the last one is a while ago. Wall, A-G-O, wall ago. Wall ago? Sounds like an Australian thing, that one. Wall ago. Bit of a wall ago there, mate. Can you Google that while I... I am dying to... Oh, what do you think? Wall ago. Do you want to step outside for a fight, like? I found it. I I think it'll be with me, I'll guess. I think it'll be like, hey, mate, do you want to eat this five-star rated spicy chilli? Wall ago. Of course I will. (laughs) (laughs) Like YI? Yeah, it's the YI for Mississippi. Apparently it's a type of uh, catfish. It's a, large, <laughs> it's a large freshwater catfish, but I'm wondering. Oh, if an it's actual used... catfish, right? Sorry. But apparently, it also means like not right now. A little while ago, I ran off the road while ago. Now I can't go to Taco Bell. Damn it! Wow. God damn. Also. God damn. What tarnation? Yeehaw! Wait, we're, going, we're going a bit western now. We're going a bit western. Yeah. It's like, we don't know much about Mississippi. I'm sorry. I'm dying to hear what you could come up with, and thank you guys for being so integral in keeping us all sane during oh, our respective lockdowns. Love always, Kayla. That's Kayla Moonshoes. Oh, Kayla Moonshoes. How's Moon the little one? Hope that they're doing well. E, how's the Ben, body e, lad? How's the little one? Yeah. Uh, um, I hope the Ben hadn't been ugly and he'd been um, getting out when you've been telling them to. I've, do you want me to go through these 12 common Mississippi phrases? Because some of them are the same as the ones we... Um, if they're good. I'm craving some nabs. Some nabs. I'm craving some nabs. Shrimp. <laughs> nabs are <laughs> peanut butter crackers. Ah. Ooh, that sounds nice. How's your mama and them? That's also the... We've had that one. Uh, ask how someone's family's doing. <laughs> I'm being treated like a red, red-headed stepchild. No, you'd hear that elsewhere. Yeah. That, yeah. Give me some sugar. Yeah. I'll be there, good Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. That is, uh, Mississippians are fully aware that some things are just out of their control. And that's where this phrase comes in. 
It's used by oh. someone to imply that they'll do something or show up somewhere unless some unforeseen circumstance occurs. We got that one, right? Go up the road a ways. That's go up the road a little bit. That's Around the corner. True. A while. Go go up the road a long way. A ways away. So it says here, so how long is a ways? Well, it varies, but it's often preceded by either a little or a long to keep things getting too confusing. Oh. I had to carry Mama to the doctor. If an outsider heard this, they'd probably wonder why you didn't just drive. A Mississippian will tell you that no one literally carried anyone anywhere. Well, what does it mean then? It hasn't explained to me what it means. Uh, what kind of coke do you all want with supper? Only a Mississippian would know how to answer this question. I don't get that one either. The person Pepsi who wrote Max. The- the person who wrote this has just, uh, just given up halfway through, it seems. Shane got the sense God gave a piss ant. An ant is clearly lacking in the common sense department, so it's just a polite way of saying that someone isn't behaving in the smartest way. Uh, two left. Finer, three left. Finer than frog's hair. Really thin. Finer than frog's hair. That's nice. I like that one. Yeah. And <laughs> um, the food is ruined. 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 <laughs> Ruined food. Jeet yet is just did you eat yet? Jeet yet? Brandine? Jeet yet? Go, go, get. <laughs> go, get. Oh, where's Brandine? Did she eat yet? She's off shooting ferrets on the prairie. No way, prairies aren't in Mississippi. What are they? Mississippi woman, Mississippi man. <laughs> we came together every time again. After, after last week when we called, I was going to say, like, <laughs> didn't we just apologise for saying all these things? And now it's, yo, yo. To be honest, the only thing I know about Mississippi is from True Detective season one, where, oh, it's a scary family of, like, cult. Like, oh, it's brilliant. Really good. My family has been here a long, long time. Whoa, creepiness. Very yeah. good. And the, the, the true detective goes, can I join? They goes, no, you need to get. <laughs> oh, get. <laughs> Sorry. No, number two. <laughs> oh, for Christ. Number two. Howdy, boys. Howdy, what, what, is it, what are these questions? All right. Yeah. <laughs> I just wrote out to my letterbox to send you the... No, I, I heard some being... hollering by the OK Corral. Hope everyone's all right now. What in the wide, wide world of sports is a going on? Okay, I have been big fans of all of you for years now. Well, sorry to end that run till now. And I'm not even sure where to begin with thanking you. Yeah, you can hold them. You all have been instrumental with my continued enjoyment of pro wrestling, even when the product is subpar. I have bit that that's a term. It means his dad's a submarine. I have a Royal Rumble quiz for you wonderful folks. Oh. I have been maintaining my own spreadsheets with stats since 2016. Oh, nice. good. Another Rumble quiz. Come Yay. on. Come on, then. If it's a recent one, then I might have a chance here. Are we ready? more action in this mailbag than there was in the bloody wrestling. Are we ready, lads? Royal Rumble uh, quiz. The hey, first hey, hey. three questions. The first three questions Two pertain... seconds. Can I just finish doing the, the, the little... Uh, oh, on, I'll get upset. The quiz pertains to winners, the final four, and the finals of the Rumble. I count finals as when the final entrant of the Rumble has entered the ring. Okay. Um, I am only counting Rumbles at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view because screw the greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah. On to the quiz. Go on, Ross. Let me interrupt you. So the first three questions pertain to Royal Rumble winners. Question one. Everyone knows... Wait, wait, wait. Are we doing fastest thought first? Are we buzzing in or what? Are we doing take turns? Oh, good, yes. Because then we can go... We have to do an American sound effect, can't we? So Matthew, your I'm American sound effect. If I think I know the answer, Jack, your American sound effect is. Uh, ooh. Uh, how? Just how? Howdy. 
Everyone knows Stone Cold Steve Austin holds the record for the most Rumble wins at three. But can you name any of the six other wrestlers who share second place at two wins each? Yeah. Matthew got in there first. Randy Orton. Correct. You could have also had Triple H, Batista, John Cena, Shawn Michaels, or Hulk Hogan. Ooh. Question two. Who holds the record for the longest time between Rumble wins? And how long? It's a two-part question. And oh. how long was their time between wins? Howdy. Jack Is it Jobber. Triple H? First part, correct. 14 years. Second part, correct. Boom. Well done, mate. Thank you. Question three. Pardon Who is me. the only wrestler to win multiple Royal Rumbles from the same entrant number? What a piece of trivia. Oh, that's a good question. The same number? Oh, same, I don't know this, actually. Same entry number. Howdy. Jack the Jobber. <laughs> Batista? It bloody well is as well. Whoa. Batista was at number 28 in both 2005 and oh. 2014. I thought he'd have been number 30, but... Oh, no, because in, in 2014, Rey Mysterio was there. Yeah. Everyone got very cross, yeah. The next two questions pertain to the coveted, not just any Final Four, the coveted Final Four. What wrestler has the most Final Four appearances at seven? So seven Final Four appearances. Hmm... Howdy, Jack the Jobber got in there first, I think. John Cena? Incorrect, Mafu. Kane. Incorrect, it's Randy Orton. In 2006, 7, 9, 11, 12, 17, and 20. Question number five. darn it. (laughs) Roman Reigns has been in the final four for six of the last seven rumbles between 2014 and 2020. (sighs) What year did Roman not make it into the final four? Oh. Howdy. Jack. 2016. Incorrect. Are you joking? Oh, he came back. He went backstage and then he came back. He had a little it's rest. It's over to Mafu. Oh, then it'll be a yeehaw. 2016. That's, that's what I said. That's what Jack said. But you that was both. the one... Oh. Both incorrect. The answer on this bit of paper in front of me is 2019, where the final four was allegedly Andrade, Braun Strowman, <coughs> Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins. So in 2016... Was it? He, yeah, he didn't get eliminated. He got pulled out under the bottom and then put through the announce table. Then he went backstage and had a rest. Then he came back out again later on. And I misunderstood I think, because I thought you just said the answer. So I said that, not realising that's... You were just saying, oh, I did the wrong one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. These then, qu- then, but then Ambrose was the last one in against Triple H, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. These questions are about the finals of the Rumble. So from the time number 30 has entered the match. Question six. What Royal Rumble had the most wrestlers in the ring for their finals? Yeehaw. Matthew. 2004? Incorrect. I'll guess 2015. It was 2009 with a staggering 15 wrestlers in the ring at once. Bloody hell. What? Wow. On on the reverse side, what Rumble had the least amount of wrestlers in the ring for their finals? Oh, howdy now, partners. Jack? 1995. Incorrect. <sighs> well, they'd have to have at least two then, wouldn't they? Uh, not most two. Uh. Nothing's coming up. I'm going to guess. Uh, yeehaw! 2012. 2010, with only four wrestlers, Shawn Michaels, John Cena, Edge, and Batista. Final question. 
What Royal Rumble entrant number statistically has the worst chance of survival? <laughs> okay. I'm trying to think of just the worst, just the worst I number. Love, I love Rumble trivia, me. I could sit and listen to that woman, you know, who does the voiceover for yeah. the Royal Rumble by numbers. I could listen to her all day long. They do this video every year. Oh, so you think I'd know the answer to the, <laughs> the least lucky. I don't, think that, I don't think they talk about that. No, though. I don't think they do either because it was news to me as well. I've, I've never heard of Oh, do they not? Oh, okay. Oh, I'm going to... Uh, yee-haw! Mafu. Is it number 13? Incorrect. Yeah, right. Howdy now, friends. Do number right? four. The answer is number nine. Oh. Never had a winner. Never had a final four That's appearance. Four, it's four. Oh, never. Oh, right. It's never even got close. Right. Fair yeah. enough. Never had a winner. Never had a final four appearance and only had one appearance in the finals, which was Dangerous Danny Davis in 1988. Yeah, that's a bad number, that. Hope that's you didn't draw number. number nine in your Royal Rumble pools. <laughs> oh, we should do one of them with the lads in the office. We probably should, shouldn't we? We never do that, do we? No, we'll have to do a, a Twitch stream. While Adam's taking his Tuesdays off him. Because we I, draw. I said to him, by the way, I was oh. like, we're, we're going to do that Twitch where we watch the first podcast back. He was like, that's a great idea. Are we actually doing it? Oh, so no. We'll do, we'll, we'll do it. We'll, I think Andrew's going to take this Tuesday in his place. So maybe a week on Tuesday. Should we pencil that in, lads? Do you want to get your diary so, out? Not, so oh, wait. yeah, my busy Tuesdays. So wait, this yeah, upcoming, okay. this so upcoming the 9th, Tuesday? The 9th of February, potentially. Okay, the 9th okay. of Feb, February. Fair enough. Sounds, we'll sounds, pencil that in for a... Sounds awful. Okay, well, sick. not now, because I'm on the podcast. I'll write it down there. Cool. I'll be there, uh, God willing, and the creek don't rise. Hey. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the quiz and take care, y'all. I didn't want to make this too long, so I'll save my question for next time. Okay. Very respectfully, Scott from Scott Air Force Base, Illinois. Oh, Scott, you're right, mate. But they named it after you. <laughs> Thank you for that, Scott. It was fantastic. Speaking of Rumble, before I forget, how was the Rumble Marathon? It was all right. We did it in shifts. So, well, I mean, I say we did it in shifts, but Adam did like. I mean, we got demonetized. Well, we got taken off YouTube, so that pushed things back over an hour. So Adam, um, Adam did a hell of a shift from like maybe it was about one a.m. all the way through. Or was it late? It was maybe two a.m. all the way through until about twenty to three in the afternoon. And then, so what happened? So, so yeah, think? well, it wasn't like because <laughs> the timing of it was fantastic. Because I was sat there speaking about Far Eastern, um, no, Fresh Far Eastern, the Graps to not to say the name, but not say the name. So replace <laughs> Fresh. And then all of a sudden, within two minutes, the the YouTube video got taken down. So everyone's going, "What? They've struck again, those bastards!" But it wasn't. It was people tuning in to the stream and apparently expecting us to be shown the full rumbles on our YouTube channel, which obviously we can't because of copyright issues and all that. And then reporting us. And then reporting us for deception and scams and stuff like that. So idiots <laughs> expecting to see us airing WWE stuff in full, taking us down. So we took things over to Twitch and it, was, it went down well in the end, me and Owen did. Uh, we took it home, brother, brothers. Um, yeah, it was all right in the end. Got finished at like, what was, it was nearing on four o'clock in the morning on Monday morning, maybe after four, maybe close oh, to five. Oh, you've just reminded me there. After this podcast, after we record this podcast, I've got to record my predictions with Owen. And he gets really cocky. He's going to be <laughs> oh, like that again. I like that little... He's not been like that for a while, me. but whenever he's on camera with me, he starts to get a bit like, you all right there, mate? Yeah, what, right what does there, he get? Mate. A bit confident? A bit too big for his britches? And uh, what sort of expression for that? Big too bitty, big bollocks, you might say, in fact. Well, thank you for your explanation, Ross. And sorry to hear that 
some people in wrestling and in life are a shower of bastards. Sabotage. Tell you. Number three. Ding dong, hello lads. Cheers for all the great content over the past year. I have a question for you guys, which has been in my mind recently. Can botches help matches? Provided no one gets injured, they can sometimes they can add a sense of realism and make it feel more of a fight. E.g. if someone is going to the top rope and slips or miss a strike, it's a minor thing but can make the match feel more real. What do you guys think? Much love, Charlie from Yorkshire. Hey, Thank Charlie. you, Charlie. From up to north for the Southerners watching. Uh, hmm. Can botches make it? Sometimes when done right, absolutely. I, I think it depends, yeah. Because Joshua Liger perfected the art of making a botch look good. We have matches. There's two I can think of. There's Great Sasuke and there's Grand Nawanawa. Is that name right? And when they would mess up a move or fall over or slip, Liger wouldn't go like, oh, no, the script. Liger would just go, ha, 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 ha. What <laughs> And then go on to, which is pretty much what, if you were a cocky wrestler, I imagine, you would do if it was a proper match. I you wouldn't go, scramble, of, scramble. You just go, ha, ah, ha, look at it. Fall on his ass. I can think of uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens had a match at Battleground one year. Yeah. And Zayn went to do an Asai moonsault and nearly landed on his head and Owen had to like, save his life and <laughs> catch him. And after that, the match just like soared because it added a sense of danger to proceedings. Danger, sorry. <laughs> danger. Thank you. I was trying to think of my media terms in my head. What's a danger? And <laughs> <laughs> petit déjeuner. Um, I, yeah, I, definitely. It can go both ways, can't it? I just thought it was a really interesting question. I don't mm. actually thought about it in that way before. Could it enhance the match? But in, t- in certain cases, it definitely does, doesn't it? But in certain cases, you sat there going... To <laughs> mm-hmm. segue, my favourite word, into the Rumble, the Rumble 2000 finish which is we Ooh. all know and love, saw the big show get Rock over his shoulder and then go, oh, I'm going to eliminate you, Rock holding the ropes and sending Big Show over, only for the Big Show to complain and moan and whine about actually the Rock's feet touched the ground first until three weeks later he actually provided proof that showed that, yeah, Rock's feet did touch the ground first. And Brucey e. P was asked about it on uh, something to wrestle with and he just gave a very, yeah, well, that's what we did. Comrade asked him, was that deliberate then? Did he plan that ahead or did he just call a phony lap? Well, you know, we, we, we worked it. We did the thing, the wrestle. He just didn't give an answer <laughs> if it was or it wasn't. But So people are still speculating if that was or not. If it was, what a great way of getting up a few between Show and Rock. And then Big Show was in the main event anyway, so who cares? Uh-huh. So Number four, Topecon, good evening diddlers. I've been watching wrestling for 16 years and consider myself quite knowledgeable, but occasionally, happen upon information and realise I've been completely wrong about something. Examples include thinking Harlem Heat were not siblings, briefly <laughs> assuming that Oni Lorcan was Scottish, <laughs> and believing Murphy's finisher was called Round the Twist, <laughs> despite having heard it being called Murphy's Law on TV, because Ross always said it with such delightful enthusiasm. Yeah, that's Ross's right. fault. That, yeah. Well done, mate. And so my question, are there any little things or facts in wrestling you always assume to be true until learning otherwise? Sending all my love now and forever, Hannah from Australia. Thank you. Thank you, Hannah. Where's Buddy Murphy? I've just thought that's, Hannah's just reminded me there. Go well, on, it's a good go job. On He's right him, yeah. here. <laughs> uh, I don't know where he is. Uh, Biden his time until he has to have that big Baron Corbin match with the... I don't care. 
It's just disappeared. Maybe he's the guy they're going to go to. Oh, maybe. That would would make much sense, was it? Would it? But it seems like he's hanging out in kayfabe. It seems like he's hanging out with them regularly. It wouldn't be like Mysterio's like, I've just remembered a guy. Because you'd you'd think that he'd see Murphy on a semi-regular basis. Where's Aaliyah? That's the the question as well. Where have they gone? Honeymoon. They're married, yeah. (laughs) Why not, eh? Ah, yeah. They're in a dimension with Triple H. (laughs) (laughs) Having a good time, chilling. Uh, things that uh, you assume to be true in wrestling till learning that, no, it's not true. Oh, God. Mm. See, I I was trying to think of one just there from when I was a kid, but I can't. I can only think of one from when I was an adult. I thought that I believed what Bailey said when she spread the lie that Sasha Banks sang her own theme music. And I just believed that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got oh, well, while we're at it, that Big Show sung his own theme song. Oh, yeah, but that, that makes sense. Michael PSA, isn't it? Yeah, but I thought it was Big Show because it kind of sounds like him a bit. Well, yeah, it sounds like he looks. It sounds like he looks, if that makes sense. Yeah. I've heard that it's quite a phenomenon that kids often think that all the wrestlers sing their own theme music. If I was like a wrestler, Triple H I'd sing, sing my the own kid. song. Would you? There's like, not enough There's not enough around today, is there? I can only think of Shawn Michaels. Keith Lee. Oh, yes. Who else is there? Um, well, Enzo and Cass. Yeah. For recent ones. Can't, Can't think of any more. No. There'll be more. Yeah. One, I, was, I was at least two years into working at What Culture before I learned that Robert Roode is not the son of Rick. Oh. I don't know why, but I always thought he was. Hey, that, never... would, that would make sense in a way, a yeah. little bit. It was you who brought the news to me, Jack. Was it? We, we shifted to the new office and we were all sat there, all the wrestling lads having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> don't remember uh, this day. <laughs> and and we, I don't know how he came up in conversation, but I was like, yeah, yeah, it's, that, that, that's, that's, that's Rick's son, that, isn't it? And <laughs> you turned around like, no. Did I? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, that was fine. I had to learn one day, didn't I? Should have, I should have been more polite about it. I feel like me, current me, wouldn't have been confident in myself enough to just go, no, nah, it's not. I think I'd assume I was wrong and have to Google it to make sure. By the, by the time the red walls and that new office were up, you were the, the life and soul of that office. <laughs> so I wasn't even in on the day we moved into the new office because I remember I managed to get away with not helping move all the stuff. Mm. Maybe it was the day after or something because I had to go home and re- live report on something and I got, I basically got to sit on my ass and type up some stuff, and everyone else was chucking boxes around. I felt like I'd, that's probably the luckiest day I ever had at What Culture. Me and Crazy. Matt Smith, me and Matt Smith, uh, well, we we packed the boxes, and then instead of taking them to the new office, we went to Spoons. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Taking a big chance there, we did. Took a big chance. <laughs> Where did you say you'd been? We didn't. We just went home for the day. We, I think we just got our our wires mixed up and just assumed that oh, we've packed the boxes now, we can go. We just, <laughs> we, just we just went. And... I thought you meant you had the boxes in your car. Oh no, no. That you'd taken the boxes with you to spoons. No, no, this is when I was still living at home. My mum had to get the train into train into ah. work, so I couldn't couldn't locate uh, haul anything. I should say. Yeah. Sorry, Matthew. Matt Smith was a lad we used to work with at What Culture. Nice That's guy. Cool. I just enjoy nice listening guy. to you talk. Yeah. Nice guy. Nice guy. Very cool. Very cool guy. Yeah. Very cool. And what's he doing now? 
Uh, I believe he works for the Newcastle United Foundation. Yes. Lovely. Until Formerly recently, I was about to say it, but go on. Of Durham Cricket Club in yeah. the media department. Yeah. Loves his sport. Fantastic. Can you think of any examples of things? <laughs> after I thank you for talking about that, because I thought, good, I'll think of something by the time it comes around to me at the top of Matt Smith. <laughs> Nothing. I think the only thing I've brought up several times is, oh, no, I've said the Crash Holly thing loads of times. I'll say... I thought Seacoast's hair he had in the late 90s and WCW when he had the mask was real. Mm. He had the biggest perm. And he took it off and he came up with his bloody mask. What, like the Wasteland by T.S. Eliot? The biggest perm? Biggest poem in Geordie? Wow. I thought Matthew out of anyone That was good, that, Jack. I had to explain it, though. No, that's good because I, I, got, you got my attention. Oh, leads with the left, finishes with the right. That's the Jack way. Should have gone for a more universally recognised poem, maybe. I couldn't think of one in time, so I just picked any long poem that I know. Yeah, yeah. So finding out that he didn't have his hair like Aretha Franklin was a devastating. Aretha Franklin. (laughs) I know. Sorry. (laughs) Those were the questions. What a what a great. Bit of soul, Aretha. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, please send your thoughts, opinions, quizzes, and whatever the hell's going through your brain during these trying times to mailbag at cultaholic.com. Reese's Pieces. Springboard Dive Tope Con Hello. Since we're all doing Reese's Pieces about our jobs, I put forward to you a little list about my work. Okay. A DIY shop. I won't say what one, but they fix a lot of screws. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> Simply name a wrestler who you think would be best at a new grafting profession. Fast. Oh, they even typed up fastest. Oh no. Fastest thought first. If Jack knows what that means. <laughs> I'm just going to put... Right, well, we'll see how this goes then. If I put yeah, the mixture in the that's going to go really well. So, we'll go around and do uh, Ross, Jack, Mafu. Electrician, also known Seth, as a Seth Sparky. Rollins. Seth Rollins, first wrestler I thought of. I don't know what to do. I'm, I can't do fast cool. stuff first. We'll go Ross, Jack, Matthew. So, what do you think, Ross? The Rock. Seth Rollins. The most, the most electrifying man. <laughs> oh, that's, that makes sense, yeah. Well, mine's Seth Rollins because he's the first wrestler I thought of. <laughs> I'm picking That's really uh, annoyed me. That's really got me. <laughs> I'm picking gold dust because he got electrocuted and then he got the stuttering. <laughs> Which you shouldn't do if you're a sparky. A plumber. TL Hopper. Ha, <laughs> he already was one. Yeah. I should pick somebody else, shouldn't I? Who likes poo? Oh, uh, God. Golden showers. I don't know. Gold dust, golden showers. Stardust, because he was piss. <laughs> Roddy fast, Piper. Fast, Roddy fast. Piper. Oh, that's good, that. Do one, question asker, man. <laughs> or woman. Have we learned the name yet? <laughs> no, okay. Uh, we said it, but you were too busy thinking of a quote. Answer. We haven't said it. I'm going to say Baron Corbin, because I'd rather clean me toilet than watch him. No, a mine, was the best. mine was the best that round. Mine was the best. <laughs> <laughs> I love Salty Jack so much. <laughs> a plasterer. A plasterer. Hmm. 
Fastest thought first, guys. Fastest thought first. See, because I often go first, this is why I get saddled with the, the stigma. <laughs> a plasterer. Oh, here. And Ross will get no abuse for this. I'm just trying to think of a good pun. Puns just don't come around like that, unless you are actually funny. Unless, yeah. Uh... And Jack is on his phone as well. <laughs> they don't mind us. I'll go for probably... two, 2003 circa Triple H because he wore a lot of plasters, right? Yeah. Oh, oh an actual plaster. Oh, that's good. Uh... Though, yeah. So he is therefore a plasterer. I'll go for the Sandman because he was often plastered. Oh, that's good. That's good. Good graph them there. I'm going to say DDP in 98 because he was wrapped up in plaster so often <laughs> that his alternate outfit in WCW NWO Revenge was him with the tape ribs. Mm. A window cleaner. He says, I serve more of them than you think. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, thank you for telling us that. A window uh, Ross, cleaner? Who cleans? Who's always cleaning windows? Who's always cleaning? Eddie Guerrero, low rider. <laughs> you know what? We'll take it, Ross. Uh, I'm not feeling inspired at the minute. <laughs> it's all right. All we need to do in this round, Ross, this is this is a sleeper hole for us. Just go pro Jack. Jack, what do you think? I'm actually going to go for Rezar of the Authors of Pain because around my local estate back in Jarrow, there was a window cleaner who was about six foot eight and looked a bit like Rezar. So that's why that's just a personal anecdote there for that one. Good thought. I'm going to say Volta because he makes everything look so much nicer. A builder. Uh, AJ Styles. Because it's the house that AJ Smackdown I that one. Seth Rollins, the architect. Even though architects and builders are slightly different things, I'm sticking with that one. The legendary Disco Inferno gimmick that never was that he could... <laughs> Christ. One of many Disco Inferno's ideas, he wanted the evil wrestling builder, Bill Ding. Oh, what? what? <laughs> Have you not heard of any Disco Inferno? Oh, God. Hang on. Before you say this, right, <laughs> he, he, he is a man, right, who said that me and Tom sat there singing a song about Keith Lee killed wrestling or something like that. <laughs> and these dickheads want to be calling building after being called Disco Inferno. <laughs> Again, I can't pull over how much you need to go check out Disco Inferno's <laughs> crazy book that people made fun of for years. And I thought he was taking the mic. And then they asked him, he goes, no, Jimmy, I had these ideas. I'll be quick. One of them was that several wrestlers would say there was a bit of a conspiracy going on in WCW that maybe it's like tie-in with the X-Files. And eventually, this stable would show up at WCW, and Mike Tenay would be leading them, and Mike Tenay would be revealed as an alien. What? <laughs> I've just found it on Wikipedia. Gil Bernie would occasionally joke with the creative team. Joke, it says, but jo- I don't know. He, he did a video about it about, on KFAB commentary, <clears throat> deadly serious. About potential jo- angles. One included doing a Martian invasion storyline where the story would start with antenna coming out of Mike Tanay's head. <laughs> another, one, another one would include a pre-recorded vignette showing an empty locker room followed by a caption saying, Invisible Man, coming soon. Oh, oh well, I guess, I guess we're ahead of the curve there. Wait, what's this? What's this? Vince Russo claims 
that he was close to re-signing as a head writer of the WWE creative team in mid-2002, but requested that Gilberti be brought in with him. According to Russo, word got around about Gilberti's booking to the point that Vince questioned Russo's decision about bringing in Gilberti due to legitimate concerns and referenced the Martian invasion angle to him. Russo ended up not signing with WWE and Gilberti was not signed either. <laughs> <laughs> That's according to Russo anyway. That's a cut, but so you know. We'll bring you in, Russo. Everything back to normal. I need Disco Inferno now. <laughs> nah. Jesus Christ, no. Uh, a carpenter. Seth Rollins, room 619. He worked with Wood then. Not remember that from a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. I liked it, Ross. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Thank you for at least one of us making an effort. <laughs> um, oh, oh, oh. The Dudley boys. Wood, tables, wood, carpentry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. Just uh, take the easy way out there, but... I'll go with uh, Jesus Christ himself. Uh, Walter. A, a locksmith. No, he's Jesus Christ. Uh, a locksmith. No one's paying attention to this segment. A locksmith? A locksmith. A locksmith. Oh, oh, works on locks. The guy who works on locks. Enzo Amore, because of Shark Cage, and that had a lock on it. Therefore, Enzo Amore. I'm going to go for Vince McMahon with mine because he can open many doors for many wrestlers if he chooses to. I'm on a different level this week. <laughs> I spoke I like my how you started saying that. I'm going to say my <laughs> choice, Vince McMahon. The guys oh, come for me in the email and I've just, I've risen to the challenge. Yeah. Took the bait. I like to see it. Locksmith, uh, I can't think of an amusing. I'm very sorry. Keys. Adam Pacitti. Adam Pacitti, because he opened my door. There we go. <laughs> Painter sure. and... Get, get your keys out, lads. This is something they do on the streams, apparently. Uh, I don't say apparently. It's really, it's really weird, isn't it? The people who watch... <laughs> yes. It's really weird. All of the ju- it's almost like like he's a CBeebies presenter. <laughs> he's just entertaining the kids for a while. <laughs> I felt bad because I, I just nicked all of his stuff on the computer and just started doing it <laughs> on, on the Rumble stream. Did on the Rumble you? stream, I was doing the Jackie Chan thing. Oh, I was right. playing the Michael Barrymore. Uh, I'll see you when you get No, there. please stop, right? Please. It's all right. Aiden. Once I mean, was Aiden, enough. What the, I was about to say something about Owen there, and I said Aiden by accident. Aiden's done nothing wrong. Owen also bends to the will of the chat. Last night on the Football Manager stream, I got so angry. And he took the chat side. What happened, Jack? You got angry? <laughs> no. Unprofessional, on camera, doesn't sound we, like We We went up, it was a really tense game and we went up 3-2. And I wanted to, about 20 minutes left, I wanted to make some changes, maybe shut the game down a little bit. And Owen and the chat both said to me, don't change it when you're winning, when you're ahead. You do, it's good working. And I went, well, we've conceded two goals as well. And then they were like, no, no, keep it the same. Keep it the same. Don't go defensive. We lost 5-3, and I was, I was foaming. I was absolutely, like, genuine anger. And then Owen was like, don't say that about them. And I said, oh, they're all wrestling fans. They're all losers anyway, which I regret saying, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Anyway, so you can get back on your side by doing a good entry here. Uh, painter and decorator. Oh, Dexter Loomis, he does paintings, doesn't he? Oh, that's right, I I will go for the artist formerly known as Prince Ikea. Why? 
that was music. I'll go for. <laughs> um, Do you know who Prince was? Yeah, he was a famous painter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just he did that. He did that. He did that landscape, Purple Rain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can I? Can Can we move on now? I've tried my yeah. best there. <laughs> uh, painter and decorator. Mm. Any crap disco inferno gimmicks? No. <laughs> I'll go with Cactus Jack because he painted many a ring red. Aye. A mechanic. Uh, one of the revival because they used to be mechanics, right, didn't yeah. they? Ah, oh, nice. The other one, no. Um, I'll, go, <laughs> I'll, go for, I'll go for MJF because he drives me around the bend. Bloody hell. This is like, this. Is, the way I'm answering this is like first date. Really this is fun. blind date. <laughs> blind date, I mean, yeah. Ross, if you were a me- <laughs> if you were a mechanic and I was a car, what would you do? Well, a... well, Scylla, I'd check under your hood and I've check just, your pipes were fixed. I've just realised. <laughs> I've just realised that not only Dave Meltzer is the person I most want to see on a blind date because not only is he a journalist, but also he would take all the answers so literally he wouldn't be able to do like a joke. Well, there was once a blind date at my uni. And a few of the lads had gotten word of what the first question was going to be. So like they were, the, the girl would say like, what's your favorite type of fruit? But they already knew and they prepared an answer. And so like one of my mates was like, I like strawberries. Cause even though they're small, they're really delicious. Or some, some bollocks like that. And then my mate Ron, who didn't have a clue that this was going to be the question, heard a few of these saucy answers and then just went, I like apples. Cause they're nice. <laughs> I was like, Oh, you hero. That's absolutely fantastic. He didn't win. He didn't win. Blind date. <laughs> Oh, I've never come across a Ron. That's like roughly my age. That's amazing. Yeah, Ron. He he works for uh, Sky Sports now. He does some live football reporting. Very nice job. Yeah. Great, God. really good guy, Ron. Dude, I hope there's a bit where it's like, and now we're checking Twitter now, and people are talking about the match. Ask me if I like Apple Touch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ten years ago, for God's sake. Lads, my calves are starting to go. I'm having to lie down. They've been jammed. Well, you're working very bit. hard, so don't worry about it. Uh, a rail worker, Hulk Hogan, because he did all the rails back in the eighties. Nice. Hope he's not. Strong. Nice. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, my my calves are literally cramped. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh, <bless. laughs> um, get Owen to stretch you. You meant to put them oh, on the floor. Oh yeah, get Owen. Owen, you meant to pull your heel back. Ah, uh, Owen, pull your, pull your toes back. For audio people, Jack is on his back on the couch in an alluring manner, putting his legs up in the air, trying to stretch the cramp away. He looks to be both in pain and laughing at the position he's found himself in. Oh, he's motioning for a 450 splash, John Crow style. I don't recommend that, Jack. That's not going to help you cramp. For a sub. Um, I'll go for A-Train. Good one. Thank you. I was going to say that. Real worker. Oh, sorry. Um, trains choo choo <laughs> woof woof choo choo <laughs> Thomas Thomas the leader of, from the oh there we go well done Matthew and uh, finally find this this epic this, a DIYer what what's that a DIYer that, that's not a proper a train, is it? handyman yeah handyman bobber job <laughs> bobber job <laughs> what's a bobber job like Give a bob to a guy for a job. <laughs> Two bob never, job if it's a big job. I've never heard that before. <laughs> Who's a handy wrestler? Oh, steady on there, Ross. Oh. One or two ways that. Um, Jack off all trades. Pete Dunn. 
He likes to see those fingers. He's a handy wrestler. He uses his hands. I'm going to go for Andrade because he's on the shelf. It's like when someone doubts Michael Jordan. And I took that personally. And I just started just, yes. What? Well, this would be my best Reese's Pieces ever. You're like Max Holloway the other week, just throwing the answers. Not I'm the best boxer looking, in the year. I don't even care about the question. DIY, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say uh, Phoenix because he can fix any bad match. Okay. Hmm. Some bittersweet way of ending it, but I had fun during that. A mammoth session of Reese's Pieces and Angry Jack stories. The person who has no idea what they're doing yet somehow manages to keep their... There's oh, more. right. I thought it was a guy's name. Oh, it's another bloody one. The you person who has no idea what name. they're doing yet somehow manages to keep their job. Right, right. As a wrestler. Right, okay. person who does no idea what they're I thought that was an introducing himself. person who has no idea what they're doing but manages to keep their job is the... Not, oh, I don't, we all I don't, know I, someone like that, I, don't I, I feel like a twat, but Nia Jax. Mm. It's the first one I came to mind. Oh, that's shocking, that. I'll go for a slightly more kind one. I'll say Rob Gronkowski. He's in the Super Bowl anyway. He doesn't care. Yeah, that's they've, a good point there. They've yeah. got, he's left WWE and he's gone straight back to the Super Bowl. Good lad. Uh, Charlotte Flair. Uh, the person who is an anti-masker. <laughs> an oh, take, take your Nia Jax. Take your pick of any of them. I was going to say, bloody hell, how long is this? Uh, I've got one. Oh, I'm go gonna, on. Is I'm going to say Kane because he lost his. He actually hey. is as well. He, vo- he voted against it, didn't he? Oh, and he, and he is. Oh, my God, it works yeah. both ways. Bloody yeah. hell. Uh, I'm going to say, like, likes the, likes the last week, uh, low key. Because this guy, he obviously is like, oh, we got lied to. Oh, and no, everyone's low key done now. He did like a big Quanon thing and about vaccines and everything. And every wrestler just started like, just started like reading his messages. For doing his voice, like, <laughs> I'm Loki, and I think that we have been lied to. Like, everyone's just making fun of this really hard bastard. Um, the person who would send their partner in because they can't be asked to get out of the van. Sorry, what was the question? The person who would send their partner in because they couldn't be asked to get out of the van. Fastest stuff. I was just speaking to Adam about work. Uh, that oh, would be fair. MJF. I don't know. Send Jericho in there. He did that a lot this week on Dynamite, didn't he? He did. Dive not the ring. Sorry, I'm only I'm only bitter because of the connotations of this email. Um, I'll go for Stephanie. She doesn't show up much anymore. Sends her partner in a way. Triple H in sometimes. There we go. Uh, Diesel. For her, that led to a young book story with an indie show together. Diesel Dory wrestled and the promoter came out and goes, uh, can you go to the ring and like powerbomb the champion? Diesel went, yeah, for another three grand. Oh. The promoter got the three grand out, gave it to him. He goes, all right, cool. Put on his shorts, went out and powerbombed him. That's the most Kevin Nash story. I, I don't I, know if it's true. I wish I had that in me. I wouldn't, I couldn't. I'll be like, oh yeah, you've paid me already. I'll go and do a little bit more for you, no yeah. problem. I oh. know, but you know. Can you eat another lasagna nice. on stream? <laughs> Nice to be nice, isn't it? I'd like to think that promoter had been a dick to him, but I don't know. Thank you for the podcast every week as it helps my commute to work. Just to fuel the feud between Matthew and Jack and make Matthew giggle, I'm listening to the podcast right now and Jack is talking while I type this. So I know I'm not missing anything important. He's more than likely talking about some indie band from 2000 that no one knows (laughs) Bloody hell. <laughs> well, he's made a fool of himself there because I've absolutely crushed his question, demolished it, <laughs> sent it back to him. 
Anyway, thanks wow. for reading my question. Much, much love from Sean. P.S. I am from the Welsh Follies. Well, stay there, dickhead. <laughs> and I'm missing you guys making fun of people's accents. So please, try your best Welsh accents. No. No, I don't want to do that. Don't want to give Sean the gratification. And I can't, it's also an accent that I can't do. I'm bad at it. Can come anyone? here. Come, come here. Mm. Come, mm. come here. <laughs> t- mm. They just say here funny, don't they? Here. So it's just you heard one Welsh farmer. <laughs> Told it was dog. Come uh, here. We're living in the valleys. That's go decent. down the valleys, don't just we? Stressing the last bit of the sentence, you know. Go down the popping, the valleys. Eat <laughs> 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 uh, some coronation Eh, <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, Ponty Pandy. <laughs> I'm realising, sorry. Just me thinking I, I'm good. I can't do that one. And I think I back myself on a lot of accents. But not Welsh is not one in my wheelhouse, unfortunately, Sean. I'm sorry. Oh, they're going to be devastated. What? I just? <laughs> oh my God in heaven! So there's some Jamaican tourists just walking they're in the valley. They're going to be it bloody gutted. They are. Can we have oh. someone? Can we have someone from Belfast or Derry messaging next week? Because I can do a I can do a bloody good Northern Irish one. It, well, the challenge has been uh, made, whatever, by Jack the Jobber. If you want to send in a brutal question like this person's done. Please, 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 please send them. And also send your recent pieces wherever you're from. We'd love to hear from people in different colloquialisms and insults you give us every week. Right at mailbag at cultaholic.com. Just like to say, I don't actually think Sean's a dickhead and I feel I feel bad now. I do this a lot. I backtrack a lot. But yeah. It's all right because we will cut that bit out and you look <laughs> like a dick. I reckon Sean was in tears and tuned out anyway before this I little bit at the end of you. doesn't listen to me anyway. He said. Sean's cancelling his subscription. <laughs> it's Cultaholics. The what a great podcast. Big sigh there. Big sigh on that one. Royal Rumble size one. You know how Jim Ross always goes, wow, well, get ready for the flame grill, picture in picture. Mm. It's like that. Ready for the Royal Rumble. Big question. Which is, what is going to be the best match at this Sunday's Royal Rumble. A bit awkward for us right now because as of the date of this video, so of course something's going to happen tomorrow where five matches will be announced. Currently we have Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens in a last man standing match for the WWE Universal Championship. Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg for the WWE Championship. Asuka and Charlotte Flair defending the women's tag team titles against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. And of course the men's and women's Royal Rumble match. I don't think more are going to be added. There's already two bu- rumbly bumblies. Quite You're long. Right. I think because of the situation and because it's the rumble, it's always going to be a long match, uh, pay-per-view anyway. That's a comfortable thing. So we'll probably get some pre-show thing with, I don't know, Apollo and Sammy and Big E. That's yeah, not the question. That. Yeah, maybe that. The question is, what's going to be the best match? I am hyped for both men's and women's Royal Rumble matches. Even... With everything going on this Sunday, I am still very naively and stupidly, I appreciate it, looking forward to the Royal Rumble. Both of those matches, if nothing else. What about yourself, Ross? Because you're obviously a professional. Are you still able to look at the Royal Rumble matches with that same anticipation and excitement as you once did? Yes, it's it's out of WWE's calendar. It's it's I think it's the only pay-per-view 
I look forward to each year, which sounds terrible in this line of work, but you'd understand if you did it. It's it's weird when you have to sit there and analyse everything and take the fun out of it all. But you kind of take the fun out of the Royal Rumble because it's the Royal Rumble and it's always fun. And just because of this alleged spooky ending, it's got to be the men's Rumble, hasn't it? That'll be the best match, good or bad. It'll be memorable forevermore. I disagree, actually. I'm going to just say that I feel like usually in previous years, the men's rumble is quite a good bet. Like if you had to put money on what the best match is going to be at the rumble, men's rumbles recently have been fantastic. But this year, that WrestleVotes tweets got me a little bit nervous, Ross. Mm. And I just don't know what this scary ending is going to be. And we don't, we don't know if the scary ending is definitely going to happen because the tweet said that it was being given consideration. They might not even go with it, but I'm a little bit scared. I don't think it's going to be Goldberg and Drew. I might go with the Women's Royal Rumble this year. A lot of potentially exciting candidates in there as long as Charlotte doesn't win. That's my caveat. But, but she won last year, so I don't think she will. I think we'll get a new winner. Matthew? Other than the Rumble... Roman and Owen. Mm. Roman, Owen, Owen, Roman. Should be good. They've had good chemistry these past few months. Uh, no real interest in the women's tag title match. Sorry. Yeah. Drew Goldberg. I hope it's over in three minutes. It, oh, it will be. <laughs> that, oh. could be like, that could be like Brock and Goldberg at WrestleMania 33. That was good for mm. how long it was. Could be it like that. Was it was about, it was about five minutes? Yeah, and it was, that was really exciting. Yeah, it was really good. It's just when you go see a band, a legendary old band, the Rolling Stones, ICDC, you just want to hear the hits. No B sides, no drum solos. Just play the hits and then sod off. I've got a very vivid memory of that WrestleMania. When when do you know when Goldberg went for the spear and Brock jumped over him like leapfrogged him, and I and suddenly I was out of my chair. It was like Sunday were clean through. I just couldn't. I didn't know I'd got up, but then I just looked around. And I'd, I'd stood up, and I was like, "God, I'm a bloody, I'm a miggity miggity mark once again. I'm a fan." And those two big lads did that, so maybe it could be good. Drew's good. Maybe it could. Well, we've already talked for so long, and I've very little to talk about when it comes to the rumble. You're right. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm fine. It's just, but it's just like I'm, I'm run out of energy. I think. Ah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, I can yeah. understand. Yeah, be honest with you, it's like talk about the rumble. It's like it's gonna be mint. Yeah, what it's else? gonna be good. I'm gonna do my best to enjoy it. Yes, even if it isn't that good because of lack of crowd and COVID and everything and this spooky special, the R truth of the big white sheet going. I'm a ghost. Um, even all that. Remember, there's still no way it could be bad as '95 or '96. <laughs> yeah. So. Any other closing thoughts, lads? Uh, oh, I know. Royal Rumble. Wouldn't it be nice if we could watch along that with somebody, some nice coldaholic looking lads? No. Oh, is that happening? I think I it is. I I'm believe a... it's his last stream, yeah, before he goes away for a bit. I'm assuming wow. Adam's doing it. Yeah. What a great way to say goodbye forever to Adam not for, Pacitti. Not, not forever. Not forever. God, the God, our rates will plummet. <laughs> um, no, he's coming back. He's having a little break. But that should be... Do you know if it's on YouTube or Twitter or else? I think it's on YouTube. I think it's on YouTube until people assume he's going to stream the Rumble in full himself, even though he doesn't own the footage, and they'll have, have a go at the stream, which is what happened to us last weekend. 
bastards. Yeah. Hopefully, with people understanding the concept of a one Rumble watch along, that's not going to be there. Then mm. this will go much better. Yeah. But it should, if he does that, it should be on youtube.com forward slash cultaholic forward slash live. That's right. But that's Adam Pacitti, our leader, leader, leader. What about yourself, Ross? What do you have for us this weekend? I'll be on the Twitch doing the FIFA Lucious for your baby. It's uh, <laughs> 6, 6 p.m. GMT Friday evening, which is in the past. I realize now as we're sat here, as the podcast goes live. <laughs> I'll be back on okay. Sunday morning doing that, though, because I like to get out the house, get out the flat and do something with me day instead of just sitting there in my own bed, crying in my own piss. Um, <laughs> and I'll be back on Monday doing the WTF moments for uh, the Rumble of 2021. Woohoo. What about yourself, Jack? Uh, on Wednesdays, myself and Owen, we take the reins of Cultaholic FC on Twitch. And um, we were top of the league. We're now about sixth. We're still in the playoffs, but it's not going very well. Can we halt this fall? Can we get good again? Tune in and find out. God, I hope so. Oh, bloody hell, me too. Me too. Matthew, what have you got? Good times. I'll be doing the stream on Saturday, uh, the usual time of 6 p.m. GMT. See, obviously, the usual faces there as I talk crap hours upon end. And hopefully, not conflicting with any of the Coleholic people as what happened last week. Sorry about that. And we about to say something, Jack, or are we yeah, breathing you know loudly? No, you know what, as well, actually, me and Sam are going to be doing a podcast appearance for someone who has watched us for a long time, uh, Charlie, who is a rugby player. I can't remember which team he's at at the minute currently, but he's a professional rugby player. And we'll be on his podcast this Friday. So I'll, I'll let everyone know when and where that gets, you know, posted about if anybody's interested, because he's going to ask me and Sam some things about um, our careers and that. I, th- I feel like I feel like Sam's quite a big fan of his because Sam likes the rugby. So I think that's how this has happened. Cool. And he's going to ask you how you got started with uh, what culture and how you find yourself here. And you can ask him what a try is. Or I used to play rugby at school, Matthew. Come on. Okay. Aye. I was on the B team. I was on the B team. Very average. Awesome. I'm very happy for you, Jack. <laughs> for what? What's he doing? For Is he trying to... Ross, what's he doing? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. He's very... what was he so condescending. What's I just couldn't get it. Yes, of course it was. Tired. Of course it was. Right, I've done it now. I've given you what you want. I'm, I'm out of energy. We need three hours. I've done it. Two hours, big... 40 minutes. Oh, You've made me angry now and you've done it. Well done. This is what you were looking for ever since the Reese's Pieces segment because you got bored and now you've done it. Well done, Matthew. End the podcast. I'm done. Oh, no. People going, why are you picking on Jack all the time? No, they don't. They go long. They do. They bloody do. Someone someone on Twitter did over the weekend, didn't they? I saw that tweet. Really? Stop stop bullying Jack, they said. You You were like, sorry, no, can't do. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. They said, please don't. I went, yeah. Oh, dear. Good times. Well, we all three like each other, and we hope people watching <laughs> home like each other too. If you like us that bit more, you can send us a little letter. Let us know what you think or some questions about life to mailbagacollect.com. And if you want to endorse, sponsor, or give Matthew the vote for any of those fantastic picks of the Hall of Fame, <laughs> but mine especially, go to patreon.com forward slash colorholic. But for now, we will leave you until next week for more Talking of Bollocks and all the other things that we usually say on the show. We're going to end it by putting our fists towards the camera very slowly like that. For added effect, at the count of three, say the ending line. One, two, three. Join us. Join us. Wagga, 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 wagga. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 